This is the Rough and Tumble podcast, episode six. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the content, please follow us on uh, Instagram. We just reached uh, 100 followers. I think we're at 105 now. Um, so that's a big landmark for us. And then make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, we've got a goal of $100 a month right now. We're getting closer, actually. We're almost like a quarter of the way, which is huge for us. I didn't think that we'd uh, actually get anybody on Patreon, so that's great. Uh, we're finally on iTunes, so you can check us out on iTunes. Uh, make sure you review and rate that, please. We're trying to get some more uh, rates and reviews and so on and so forth on iTunes. You can listen to us and check us out on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Spotify, as well as Instagram. And I think that's really only the only social media that we have. Uh, this episode, we'll be talking about the martial art Karita, which is an Aboriginal martial art out of Australia. Um, we'll be talking about that as well as some other things that happened uh, this week. And let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Rough and Tumble podcast. I had a question I wanted to start off with. Go for it. I wanted your opinion on this as a uh, as a <laughs> military personnel and uh, black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. There she is. <laughs> there it there is. She there it is. is. Okay. Um, where do you feel like the average untrained man? And I want you to ask me this back because I have an answer for this. Okay. So we're playing volleyball right now. Um, where do you think the average? Untrained man is the most combat ready. Can you clarify what you mean by that? So when you say when you say the average untrained man is the most combat ready. Yeah. How can you be combat ready when you're well, completely untrained? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Where do you feel he is the most uh the most well the most ready for like a fight, you know what I'm saying? Like or an attack, anything. Just where do you feel like m- men skill-wise? Would No, no, no. Where like geography, like location, what are you doing in your day to day things? Oh, when would, you when would feel, I be most likely prepared yeah, where for you're an prepared encounter? For an encounter, there we go. Oh, that's okay. a that's a much better way to I got you. that question. Thank mm. you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would probably, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm always ready. <laughs> I feel like 90. Have you seen the Onion article where they're like uh, 100% of men uh, overestimate their fighting yes, capabilities yes. by like a thousand percent? Yes. It's true, man. Everybody, like, um, easy. I've, I'm over here ripping things out of the wall. Somebody's combat ready. <laughs> I told you I was always ready. <laughs> um, it, we deal with that every day when we have new people coming into the gym. Yeah. You know, um, because if 10 people show up in the gym to try out a new class, of those 10, maybe eight of them are people who are like, you know what? I've, I've always wanted to do martial arts, so I thought I'd give this a try. And then the other two are guys that were like, yeah, I've been street fighting all my life. <laughs> and so um, I'm pretty much ready for my black belt. And then those guys are the ones that get the huge dose because they're not in a humble place. Um, so I definitely wouldn't say that those guys were ready for combat. We should go into some of the stories of people that have We'll save that for a little bit later because I want to get through this. But I've had some good stories of people coming in and thinking and, they were ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think every gym owner has. I'll he, actually share a story as well once we get to that point because uh, I had 
you and I talked about it uh, last week. The guy that was like, I'm not looking for rank or nothing. You know, I don't care about rank. I just need to get some, I just want to do private lessons and learn some submission. Oh, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> guy emailing you. Yeah, I, I bumped him off to Wes. And then I saw Wes at the gym and, and he was like, He's like, I'm not interested either. <laughs> Wes comes over. He's like, dude, he paid me like $1,500. Like, fuck. Um, it's me every time. Okay. So I, I do have an answer about this because I've been thinking about it a lot. I can tell because I have no answer. I like, think at the urinal in a public restroom. Yeah. I could see that. Every single man on the planet, every male uh, has a, a game plan for mm -hmm. if somebody comes up behind you and attacks you at a urinal. You know. Since now that you've answered the question to give me a much better idea of what I wanted to say, um, I agree 100 percent because any I, I don't even pee in the urinals, though. I, I'm really bladder shy. And so um, I can't pee with somebody standing next to me. Yeah. And I, so I just go in the stalls all the time. Yeah, I've told you my trick. You just close one eye <laughs> and all you're thinking about is that, that you're closing one eye and then you go pee. It's I got to start doing that again because there's been so many times where um, – I go into a bathroom and there's a urinal. I'm like, oh, there's nobody going to come in here. Mm -hmm. And so I go to the urinal and I get ready to start peeing and I can feel it like on the precipice of my urethra about <laughs> to come out. And then somebody comes in and it I'm goes, like, God damn. <laughs> and it sucks back in. Yep. And then I'm standing there and then they're standing there and then I can't, st I'm not going to, nothing's going to come out. And so I have two choices. I can either continue standing here while they leave, which is going to be super awkward. Or I just pretend like I just finished peeing. I always I feel like I'm, I've done that before and I always feel like I'm going to get busted, <laughs> yeah. but then I've never, I think about it. I'm like, when have you ever seen somebody walk away from a urinal and you're like, that guy didn't piss. That guy did not Everybody, piss. Everybody, that guy didn't pee. <laughs> he, he faked it. <laughs> Dirty phony. <laughs> you urinal faker, you. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I think that the urinal, dude, I always look in the reflection of the metal yeah. Anybody coming up behind me, and I've got a, I'm a spinning Just elbow, back elbow. That makes sense. Into a double leg through the, through the bathroom stall. When I'm at convenience stores, anytime I'm in line at a convenience store, I'm usually uh, more vigilant, more Honestly, hyper vigilant. Now I'm fucking Walmart. I'm like looking yeah, all over the place. I know Walmart's so big too. I feel like, yeah, I don't want to go into that. I'm gonna get angry and depressed. <laughs> uh, uh, so. Yeah, did you do anything interesting this week? No, um, my weekend was probably a lot more boring than yours because uh, the Shreveport AGF was this weekend, right? Mm -hmm. And you had one student, just yeah, one student. Yeah, I just competed. had one student. He's been uh, he's been really pushing, comp competing really hard, trying to just get better. Yeah, know? we're not allowed to mention his name. Apparently, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want us anything to do with this podcast. Or lose his job or credibility. Although he listens to it and is a huge fan. Um, he literally won't stop talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know what? Yeah, um, I saw him at the gym. Uh, he came over to to Westside, uh, and I saw him. And uh, he wanted to tell me. He wanted me to. He wanted to mention that when we had the conversation about the UK and Ireland and all that. Yeah. He said I was right. I don't remember what he said I was right about because what? anytime that someone says that you're right, I stop listening because I don't need to hear anything else. I do too, actually. I'm just like, yeah, I'm right. But so. you weren't right. Mm, he said I was. Um, I'm going to ask him about what he's probably just telling you that to instigate an argument between <laughs> us because that's what kind of person he is. Um, here's what we found out from our deep studies of <laughs> the UK geography. Ireland is an island on its that's not attached to right to the UK. That's correct. I learned that the UK is a series of of um, I thought the UK was just London. 
I didn't know that the United Kingdom was like the United States. Well, London is a city. Yeah, and I thought that that was just another name for London. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, where are you from? London? Oh, the UK? Oh, the that's UK. cool, man. I, you could, I mean, you could get away with that in conversation. Yeah, and that's why it's happened for so many years, because when I followed up with, oh, yeah, 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 from the UK, that's like somebody saying, oh, you're from the United States. Well, yeah, yeah I'm, technically I'm right, but I've been wrong about the reason I was right for years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got that all fucked up. Yeah, I went to uh, AGF, AGF Shreveport, saw um, Chris Carlino. He Shout out to Chris shout Carlino. Shout out to Chris Carlino. He, uh, hey, yo. Um, he runs the, the AGFs and has always been really, just really cool to me. He's also, um, he's a black belt as well. He got yeah, his black yeah, belt last year, year belt. before last. Speaking of which, uh, Dean, I don't know if you know Dean. Dean Lamb? Yeah, uh, no, uh, Dean Lyons. Dean Lyons. You call him Dean, Dean Lamb? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I only know people's Instagram names. <laughs> I don't think that's even his it's, Instagram name. It's not. It's, I have another friend named Dean Lamb on there. And I, when I saw uh, that he got his black belt, um, I was like, oh, we're probably going to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, I better get his name right. Well, I don't. I just know him as Dean. I don't know people's last names. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's been, uh, but he is a good dude. Yeah, Yeah, he. I saw him at the, um, the submission only tournament that they had in Little Rock Mm -hmm. not too long ago. He was there. He was coaching Josh. Yeah. Well, no, we're allowed to say his name. Shit. Just bleep that out. Like Uh, find a way to go and bleep that out. It was uh, Josh Richard Richard. Stevenson. Josh O'Houlihan. Yeah, Josh Richard <laughs> Stevensonberg. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, he was coaching him. And uh, um, I've coached – I didn't coach Dean, but I, I, I kind of coached Dean years ago when we were both brown belts. Yeah. Um, he was fighting uh, one of our guys. And and um, one of our guys was going for a submission that, in my opinion, was not there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I looked at Dean and I said, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. There's nothing there. And he's like, I know. And then um, I yelled at my student and said, dude, let the, let just fucking let it go. Like, you're not what you're doing is not working. <laughs> and then afterwards, Dean was like, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> that was really tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, Chris Carlino saw him and uh, he said he checked out the podcast. He really liked it. And then uh, he's just saying that. Yeah, he is. Um, he's that kind of guy. There were actually a lot of there's some pretty good wrestlers at that tournament. I was impressed. I didn't think Interesting. that I would see that many of uh like a lot of just like pure wrestlers too. Um, I was impressed with it. Yeah. I mean, so Shreveport's my hometown. That's where I'm from. Yeah. That's it's a shithole, by the way. Yeah. It's an absolute shithole. I'm shit sorry. Hole. Shout out to everybody in Shreveport. But it's okay. Get the hell out of there. At no point did I say it was God's country. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my hometown. I love the place, but I'm familiar with it. But um, yeah, we didn't have much of a wrestling program growing up. Um, my freshman year is when wrestling started. Uh, in in my area where my high school got a wrestling team. I wrestled my freshman year. Didn't like it. <clears throat> I wasn't athletic back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I am now. But back then, I did stuff for different reasons. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a wrestler. Because I was 125 pounds. I just wanted to be a badass. And right. then I was like, this is fucking hard. Yeah. So I just went back to playing guitar instead. Yeah, wrestling was really hard. I did it my freshman year. Yeah. And then uh, I moved to Arkansas where they didn't have – no wrestling and a that, great was, program the, that now, was the only sport that i would have been like mm-hmm. all in um i played football soccer all of it i couldn't do it it was just uh yeah just i can't get into team sports you know like i'm the same way i um, didn't lose you guys did <laughs> yeah, yeah. i didn't even fucking play <laughs> i didn't even that was my whole football career actually the whole year i played football it was mostly uh we were winning games, uh, which I took credit for yeah. because I was on the team. So we, we, we won a lot of games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Did you watch any of the UFC? Nope, I did not. Um, I was at a wedding reception all night uh, last night, Saturday night. Um, and so I wasn't in any any place to watch the fights. Good, we can do another one of our famous recaps <laughs> because I haven't watched it. Perfect. Either. Yeah, because I hadn't. I had, watched the highlights of it. And Adesanya was fighting, right? Yeah. Yeah, he which is interesting. We talked about him on the episode before where we're talking about the evolution of MMA and how guys like him and Tim Sil or not Tim Sylvia. Tim uh, Sylvia. <laughs> That's the last person on the list. It is. As far as no, he was super innovative. <laughs> um Tim Sylvia got popped for steroids, and when they asked him about it, he said, I just wanted to have a fighter's body. Yeah. He was doing it for aesthetic reasons. That's so be, sad. Well, you've That's heard so stories sad. about have you heard the stories about him at uh Oh, what was that gym that they all trained at? That Pat Militich's gym. Pat Militich. Yeah. Have you heard the stories about him? They like just beat the shit out of yeah. him. Yeah, like, made fun of him all the time. They would and... like just put him in the corner and make him jump rope, but jump rope an entire <laughs> practice because yeah. he couldn't do anything else. Yeah, he was just like too unathletic. Yeah, it was so uh, it was heartbreaking, Lan, because I remember when I had this heard the story, and he's just like, I wasn't trying to do it to cheat. He's like, I was basically just tired of looking fat. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, sad, dude. <laughs> I know, like. Everybody else is taking steroids to be a better athlete, you know. He just he's just like, I just better. want to look better with my shirt off. That's he, he wanted. He was he was probably lobbying Dana White to say, "Is it cool if I just come out in a rash guard?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's like the fat kid at the pool that doesn't take his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many like that's, there's dads that do that. Oh, and, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm so uh, glad I'm not one of them. Oh, we've got you know what? We've had a couple of milestones this past yeah. week since episode five really episode five was huge that Apparently. was our that was our like our biggest episode i think I, that's what i've i've been hearing i had a lot of people hit me up on instagram uh giving props and kudos um uh, one of my buddies Braden, that i trained with at west side he uh he tagged me and and uh gave some really really cool kudos about uh the podcast which i was really happy to see that's really cool um yeah we went from 85 followers the day we recorded and then uh, within three or four days, we're at 105, 106. Yep. So. And just for 100 followers, I'm, I got a new sound clip for us, a new sound effect. No, oh, do you? I'm really excited. I haven't Mitch heard it. texted me before he came in. And he said he was like in a really bad mood and he was sad <laughs> and just not really into it today. And so I was like, how can I like find a sound effect that will match his mood? Because I don't want to necessarily make it better. I just want to go with the flow just make it the same you know? and i was like how can i find a sound effect that will match that and <laughs> that's the one at first i was like why does that song sound familiar and why does it feel so right hold on one more time there's two and so is that somebody playing it with their nose yeah it's the kid i had to go on youtube download the video of the kid uh, blowing into two recorders with his nose. <laughs> then he put it into my editing software, export it, then put it on my iPad. Worth it. <laughs> totally worth it, just for that moment. <laughs> oh, man, I love Oh, technology. that's so good. Yeah, because as soon as I heard it play, I was like, there's two recorders in that recording. <laughs> yeah. And the only way I know that people can do that is with their nose. <laughs> it's the only place where you can blow air out of two holes in your body at the same time other than, well. Yeah. Some, I know girl, some, some girls, girls can, can do it. Yeah. Some girls can do it. I saw a show in St. Louis where <laughs> I've dude. Okay, I've got to tell this story because uh, it kind of it ties in everything that we like to talk about in this podcast. Uh, strippers. Yep. Jiu-jitsu. Yep. And inappropriate things. Nailed it. So 
I went to, I was refing for Naga and they did a tournament in St. Louis and uh, we go up there and there's apparently the, they had the referees that had been there previously um, were like all talking about, dude, we got to go across the river tonight. Like We're going <laughs> to go across the river. And I was like, okay, this is going to be great. And actually Roly had left me, uh, he had dropped me off or dropped me uh, these two English dudes that I was taking up there, Raji and uh, mm-hmm. Liam. And uh, so they were with me, and I was like, okay, I got to show these guys a good time, you know? So we're going to go get into trouble with whatever they're doing. They go to a place called Brooklyn, Illinois. I've heard of it. It's got a pop. It's like a steel mining town. It's got a population of maybe like 500, and half of it is strip clubs. That's really it's awesome. It's insane. Like some most military towns are. There is an entire like city block. I'm not talking about like Conway city block. I'm talking about like New York city size block of just strip clubs just strip clubs i remember the first strip club that i ever went to it was called the jaguar club <laughs> it's really the name of it yeah and so when i was stationed in texas uh i was stationed in abilene texas for four years at my first duty assignment and there was a uh it was like in this i think it wasn't Sweetwater, but it was it was right outside of abilene texas it was called the jaguar club and the thing about it in texas was they had one strip club in town in abilene and then they had one that was outside of town. And the difference was, is that in town, it was topless only, but you could drink beer. Mm-hmm. When you would go outside of town to the Jaguar Club, it was full nude, but they weren't allowed to serve alcohol. So you had to bring your own. Yeah. And it I've was totally, that. that was the, it wasn't like, oh, we have to sneak a cooler in. It was like, no, you're allowed to bring your own beer in because we can't serve it here. And so- I always described it as like what it felt like was it felt like you were going to a friend's house to just hang out and drink beer <laughs> whose sister was also a stripper, you know, and like, <laughs> which because, is awesome, which is exactly my fantasy. Yeah. Um, and I had this stripper. She sat down on my lap and um, which I was already grossed out about. Right. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, my God, what do you do? And I said, I at the time I was an aircraft mechanic. So I said, um, I work on airplanes and she goes oh my God, is that what you've always wanted to do? And I said, is this what you've always wanted to do? (laughs) (laughs) And then she got up and walked off. But um, I'm sure she was working herself through nursing school or med school or some some prestigious thing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's a doctor out there. I read a story um, and that's actually how she paid for med school in Vegas. Yeah, Yeah. she was a stripper and now she's a super smart person. Hey dude, do you remember that time that I started telling a story about a strip club and then you interrupted me with yours? I thought... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought your story was over. <laughs> it pretty much was. I just wanted to use that. <laughs> there, there's a very particular student of yours that's going to uh, bring this up at, at the next time you see her. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, strip clubs are fun. The uh, Not really, actually. I think they're gross. I'm, a, I'm not a fan of strip clubs. When, either, I, lived actually. In, when I lived in California, California's got great ones because you get all like the, act, the people that go out there, girls that go out there try to be actresses. Mm-hmm. And then they end up in the strip clubs, which is awesome. Um, we went to the Spearmint Rhino, and <laughs> Spearmint Rhino is yeah. the name of the club. Yeah, That's and awesome. uh, we we snuck in my friend Jordan, who trains at Autos now, is a blue belt at Autos, and uh, <laughs> we snuck him in before he was eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> the the craziest thing that um, actually not the craziest, but the saddest, the saddest uh, situation I've ever been involved in that involved a, um, a strip club was when I was. Um, single 
couple years ago, probably, well, about six or seven years ago, um, my buddy was dating a bartender at Paper Moon. Mm. So she was a former stripper. She gave up stripping to become a bartender at Paper Moon. And it's Sunday. And he's like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriend at Paper Moon. You want to come with me? I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. Oh, that's uh, weird. It's super weird to go to a strip club on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, so we get there and we're just drinking beers. But there's like two people in the strip club and the DJ is still required to announce the strippers. Yeah. Even though there's nobody in there and the strippers still have to come out and dance for nobody. Like, right. It was the weirdest thing because I look around and I'm like, he's like, welcome to the stage, Cinnamon. And I'm looking, I'm like, who is welcoming her? There's <laughs> there's nobody here. And one of the girls had a really acrobatic uh, dance where she's like going all over. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Because like, what if she gets a sport related injury? Yeah. For nobody. And now she can't compete. <laughs> right. You know, like now she can't make money. <laughs> yeah. She's got to work around it. She's got to. <laughs> How'd you hurt your leg? It was a sports related injury. Yeah. <laughs> a sport that involves a pole. Yeah. Oh, you like, were pole vaulting? <laughs> That's wonderful. You're close. Uh, I had, uh, so yeah, we started to recap UFC 243 and then we completely. Oh, were we? I thought we were still talking about AGF. <clears throat> Honestly, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> did you listen to that podcast that I told you to? Listen I did. To? Is that not the Dude, fucking funniest? Yeah, thing his mom was hilarious. Tiger Belly podcast. If everybody's seen Bobby that, Lee's. Bobby uh, Lee. Yeah. He's a comedian. Really funny. Um, yeah, his mom. Um, was super funny because she doesn't speak English. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> he would say he kept saying "fuck" and she goes "no fucking, no fucking." <laughs> we say nice words. <laughs> oh man, it makes me wish I had an Asian mom. You don't have an Asian mom, do you? Mm-mm. I tried to find one. Damn it! <laughs> I had a so listening to that podcast, it reminded me of um of a story that a buddy of mine told me um because it was his wedding reception this weekend actually mm-hmm. and so i got to meet his mom and stuff and he had he had told me um this story about when him and his brother were uh, younger they were like little kids and they were taking a bath together um his brother took a shit in the bathtub mm-hmm. and they were freaking out because they were like oh no like what are we gonna do now if i shit in the bathtub i'm just gonna take the turd and put it in the toilet but their mindset at the time was we have to hide this turd oh yeah and so so they wrapped it in a sweater and put it in their mom's sweater drawer oh my god (laughs) and they she never told anybody you know like they never knew whether or not she found it like all these years they were like man we totally got away with it yeah and then like they were talking about it one time and she was like no i i found it i just didn't feel like i should bring it up because i figured you'd be embarrassed about it (laughs) what a sweet mom (laughs) i know and so when i saw her uh last night um I, i introduced myself and i said um yeah, I don't know if you saw the gifts uh, on the table. <laughs> I said, but I actually, I got Dave and Jess um, uh, a turd wrapped in a sweater. <laughs> and she didn't get the joke. And then so uh, then we had to bring it up. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> like, how do you forget about the time that your kids took a shit in your sweater drawer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I have actually the same friend that trains at Autos. For his birthday, I had another friend. We all went to like Olive Garden or something. Um, and another one of our friends got literally shit in a box and gave it and wrapped it and gave it to him at Olive Garden as present. Dude, I worked at a catfish restaurant before I joined the military and, um, we would do pranks and stuff back and forth. And it, it got to the point where I was like, okay, this is enough Yeah, because 
uh, same thing. Like we, um, what it started out as is we would take like raw fish and put it in people's cars and mm. hide it in places where like they couldn't find it. And then a couple of days later, because a lot of people only worked weekends. Yeah. And so you'd do it like on a Saturday night and then they would come back to work the following weekend and they would smell like dead fish, right? Well, um, <laughs> my friend Brunson uh, had a catfish put in his car and he's like, oh, this fucking guy. My buddy Matt, who worked in the kitchen, is the one that did it. And so then Brunson took a shit in a to-go box. Oh, no. <laughs> and then left it in Matt's truck. And then, so then Matt found it. And instead of, do like, the next escalation was he took the, uh, he took the box of shit and then threw it at Brunson's window and it stuck. And then he smeared it in. Oh. Into, so he had, he had shit smeared all over his front windshield. And then uh, Brunson said it sucked because he went to the car wash and he had to wash it all off. But when the water drains down, it like drains down past like the air vents and stuff. Oh yeah. And so anytime you'd turn his air conditioner on, it just smells like it just shit. Like shit. And that's when they were like, all right, truce. This <laughs> yeah. Is a, this is, this is too far. <laughs> I was gonna try and figure out how to tie that story into our Patreon shout outs, but I don't think I'm gonna I don't be think able we can. To. I think we're just gonna have to go straight up with the shout out. Yeah, we're gonna have to raw dog it. <laughs> um so our Patreon shout outs. We had today's uh girl episode ladies episode yeah we have rachel nicole and joy are both are are all three our newest uh patreon subscribers and joy is one of my former students she's in the navy she's stationed in virginia now but she's in school in san diego uh so that was really cool to see she's a huge um fan of the podcast not to say that the other two aren't i just don't know who they are uh, Rachel and Nicole are completely random people that I don't know and really have no no. Oh they're damn both, it! They're both uh, students, soon to be former students of mine. Did you kick them out of the gym? Yeah, I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> both of them. But I need you to continue to donate to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, don't let your shit with Johnny affect me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're both great. Nicole. My gym would not exist if it weren't for Nicole. Is that the one you were talking about that's helping us out? Yeah. She's, uh, dude, she's, she's insane. She just, I adore her. She's great. She tried to get me one time on my like Instagram stories. I'll ask, you know, I'll have people ask me questions or whatever, just Mm -hmm. because I'm bored and want attention. And she, uh, she's, she said, what's the one thing that I do that annoys the shit out of you? I was like, um, support me and financially and every other way. She was asking, what's the one thing that you, that that she, she does, does that annoys me. You. Yeah. I'm like, um, I can't like, what can I you don't say give me more that? money? Yeah. Like, um, you literally have been the source of my survival for the That's past awesome. six years. So yeah, she's great. Um, Rachel is too. She's great. And so is joy. I like, and joy is wonderful. <laughs> I don't know. Her, you know, she's wonderful. Something that um, we were talking about earlier when, when we were discussing the AGF stuff. Um, so you mentioned that um, he who re- remained nameless. Oh, yeah. Here's what happened. The full thing that happened in that tournament is he, he went out to do a Nogi tournament. And uh, he got paired up right away, like very first match. And he knew this going into it with a black belt pro mm-hmm. MMA fighter from Kazakhstan. And uh, apparently the dude was like legendary status. Obviously, but uh, what, how did he lose? He uh, rear naked choke. Oh, okay, yeah, that's and the worst. Honestly, like in my opinion, I think that he would have fared much better had he um, pushed to his pace. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit. Of, I don't know necessarily that the result might have been different, but had he like 
pushed his pace and, and and gone like I know that he can. I think he would have fared much, but much yeah. better. And he he kind of fell for the the classic mistake. Somebody was asking me. Oh, it was it was Alex was asking us when we were talking about Buchecha, Hadra mm-hmm. uh, Gracie, their second match. Um, oh, this yeah. mistake, this exact mistake happened. Hadra uh, Gracie took Buchecha's back. Hadra um, Buchecha starts reaching for the hooks to get mm-hmm. rid of the hooks. Meanwhile, Hadra's setting up the choke. Yep. Um, and I've been, I actually have been having, a, I've been struggling with that too. As soon as somebody takes it back, I want to get rid of the hooks yeah. so that I can get out of there. And you're not thinking about the choke. Um, when you damn well should be thinking about that. Yeah, that's how I got, that's how Eric Ingham choked me. Um, yeah. And so the thing about those divisions is they've come a long way and there's no right answer. I get it. Like there's no right answer for that. Um, because me personally, uh, and, and I've, I've talked to the guys at HEF, um, about my opinion. Um, but then again, I'm just one person and it is what it is, but you know, I've always, looked at it like their 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 divisions are fine i just think that you should have a black belt only division as well yeah you know and then it should be open i I do think that it should be open for um like say purple belt and up to sign up for the black belt division knowing what you're getting into they choose yeah yeah but But, see i guess the reason i disagree with that is because it would chase a lot of black belt competitors away. If right. Some purple belts were going in. I get that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's not that, you know, people can say, what? Oh, you're just, your ego can't handle the fact that you're going to get beat by a purple belt. Yes, exactly. Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Right. And then the second piece is, is no, um, if I'm going to compete and lose, I would rather it be against another black belt. Yeah, it's uh, dude. You know, it's it sucks nothing to get against choked by yeah. a cyborg. <laughs> yes. The only person that wins is the purple belt. Yeah. Like, period. No matter, even if we, you win. Even if you win. Yeah. If I beat a purple belt, they're like, well, of course, he was a fucking purple I belt. I actually, um, I almost had an MMA fight with Carol Parisian. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And I was trying to set it up, and I was pushing it real hard, and they were offering it to him and everything. And um, <clears throat> it was one of those situations where it was a lose-lose situation yeah. for him. If he beat me, I was like, I think I was like five and two, maybe maybe less than that or in my record. I don't remember, but... Um, no, it would have been like four and two or something. But um, it was like, if you beat me, it's nothing. It's Mm-mm. just a scrub. Yep. And then if he, uh, if he loses, then he's a nobody. And I suddenly. And what if he gets know, injured even more? And like, that's what those guys out. think about is. I don't think that he thinks about that. He like fucking smokes cigarettes. Oh, well, he is, he is like and Persian stuff. and stuff. That guy is. Yeah, I've heard. I don't know anything about him, but I've yeah. heard that that guy like is kind of a scumbag. I've heard the same. But then again, I don't know him. I've also heard he's really fucking good. Yeah. Like he's one of the most uh, he's one of the best, like pure talents uh, in in that era of MMA. And his his cousin, Manny Gamburian, mm-hmm. is actually pretty he was good. Really good too. But his biggest thing, I think, was the fact that he was he was built like a Smurf. Yeah. So. Another giant douche. Yeah. He fought Jose Aldo. Um, Manny Gamburian did? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, at WEC. Way I back know that. Day. I was a big fan of WEC. I really enjoyed the lighter weight classes. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see that for sure. Um, yeah, the UFC definitely um, pushes the middleweight, welterweight, and heavyweight stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... They've gotten better about it in they the have. past years. Though. I think it's from coming from the... Because uh, the boxing world, you know, Dana White came from the boxing yeah. world and stuff. And that's what everybody wanted to see the heavyweight champions fight. Mm-hmm. You know, they, so they want to see knockouts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I get it. Back um, to it. Back to our Jesus. We've circled around to this four times. We're never going to get through a whole. I'm trying to keep a whole you topic on track. in one in one <laughs> go. Uh, 
yeah, I agree with you on the division. The divisions. Yeah. I, I, there's not really any disagreement there. Daniel got caught with this one. I think we've talked about it where he had to fight Roly mm-hmm. in a tournament when he was a purple belt. It's like Roly's been training, or Roly's been a black belt as long as we've been training. Yep. It's like it's not really a fair matchup. Not, yeah. Not to say that like. I mean, like, there's blue belts and purple belts out there that have the skill to take out black belts and so on and so forth, and and no gi and gi, whatever. But um, it's just not a. It's not a, uh, like, my my purple belt that went to compete. He went there to grow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to grow as a competitor, learn, and try to keep stacking up experience, so that when he does get his black belt, he has that behind him. Correct. Um, and I do want him to feel some black belts here and there. And I think that he can beat a lot of black belts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want him to get adequate experience and at, at each level. Right. You know, and I know that for the AGF guys, it's, it's a double-edged sword because you make a black belt only division. What happens when only one black belt shows up? Yeah. And that's a big Who do they fight, mm-hmm. you know? So I get it. Like from a business standpoint. And you have the no gi people too that like just have never done yeah. gi, have no. They are. Um, and they're not, maybe they're not even ranked. And yeah. so now they're using that years of experience to determine what division they go into. Right. So there's no, that's why I said in the beginning, there's no answer to it. Um, it's one of the reasons I compete at the IBJJF events is because I know I'm fighting a group of black belts, regardless if it's gi or no gi. Maybe it should be like a, because uh, right now they do. Five years and up. Mm-hmm. That's like the cap of the division. Maybe like a five to eight years. And then. Yeah. Uh, seven. You know. And up, you know yeah, I don't. Again. Like that. You get into that weird space. Like you said. Where. What if a guy's been. Wrestling. For 15 years. Yeah. It is. A, it you know, is a struggle. You know. Yeah. So it, it's. A, it, like I said. There's no right or wrong. Where I wrong think I see. I think what I see. What. I think I see what they were attempting to do whenever they set up the, those divisions, though, mm-hmm. because you remember, uh, I don't, they don't do this anymore, I don't think, but they did Abu Dhabi rules in no gi. Yeah, and rig- yeah in off. the beginning. Yeah, for and sure. So that might have been how, maybe we'll get Chris on here and he can clarify yeah. those divisions, but um, I could see maybe that's why they set it up that way. Is Abu Dhabi? You see blue belts. Oh yeah. You see kids fighting adults. You know. I actually, I actually kind of miss those that rule set because when I competed at AGF as a purple, when they first came to Little Rock, they were doing those rules. Mm-hmm. And I remember I fought PJ Bonner, um, who was the time was bigger than me and was a MMA pro MMA fighter. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was a guard player back then, but um, it was hard to like. You didn't care about getting your guard passed. Because there was no points yeah. for the first half of the event, you know, so you could literally get smashed the first half of the event and it not matter as long as you didn't get submitted. Mm-hmm. And then once points came in, you could really open up, you know. Yeah. But I think that it would it was causing stagnation where people got to the point where they didn't care about getting scored on so much so that they just hung out right. and waited for the score to come in. Yeah, that's where know? the that's where the issue is really is that figuring that part out how mm-hmm. to how to keep the action moving. I think uh, taking little pieces, a little bit like what we've been talking about with different martial arts, finding little pieces that work within the rule sets Mm -hmm. um, to maybe add and take away from what we're doing could change things. I don't, I don't know anything in particular, but yeah. Well, the combat wrestling uh, events that yeah, there you go. Like we've talked about that. Yeah, like that rule set was is designed to push the pace. Mm -hmm. I mean, in fact, you you're almost penalized for doing anything other than takedowns judo is a little bit of the same thing mm-hmm. like if you uh 
I don't remember what the rules are. It's I like have, 30 seconds on the ground, then they stand you back up. Yeah, and even in stand-up, like, you have to be pushing the pace. Mm-hmm. There's some rule to it. I don't know what it is. I tried watching a judo match and understanding the rules, and it's Yeah, unless you're watching, impossible. like, some phenom, they're actually kind of boring. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of push-pull, 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 and then somebody gets an epon. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. I've been reading uh, the Kodakan of judo, mm. too. And uh, it's boring as fuck. (laughs) God. I keep downloading these books and I'm like, dude, this is going to be incredible. Like the book I told you, Choke. Right. I can only read it on airplanes. That's how boring it is. When I'm I'm trapped 20,000 feet in the air. And have nowhere else to go. I have nothing else to do. That's the only time I can bring myself to read it. Actually, um, I had a copy of Fight Club, the book. Yeah. And um, I ended up leaving it on an airplane on accident. And I just remember thinking how... um, some guy just got added a fight club. Yeah. To. I have books in that closet that I picked just up. Picked from, up. Like yeah. how the me accidentally leaving that and then someone else finding it is exactly the way the author planned for that book to get, you know, yeah, sent. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. And I just remember thinking how cool it was. It sucked though because I was, I wouldn't have finished with it yet. I think but. I picked up a, a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> like that one time. Because I've had a boner to, ever since. I used to work for an airline and, uh, that's how I got to travel so much. Mm. Whenever I was uh, an MMA fighter, is I worked for an airline and I got free flights pretty much anywhere in the world. Went to Brazil and back on business class for fifty bucks. I work for an airline as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a yours, different airline. Yours is different, <laughs> and I do get to fly for free all the time. We just always come back to Little Rock. And don't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't get to <laughs> we go, don't anywhere. go anywhere <laughs> unless I'm deployed. You know, and even then, you're like I. <laughs> I kind of want to hurry up and get back to where right. we were. <laughs> what a great trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot. Oh, yeah, but that's very, very, very common. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably gone down recently, but, like, people forget stuff. Their phones, their iPads, their Beats, their books, their food, whatever, anything. They'll forget them in those pockets. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I did. You will never see it again. Nope. You can, you can be at the gate, ask the person to go. Sometimes you'll catch them you'll get the honest one mm-hmm. that'll go on and hasn't found the phone yet. So they'll go on and be like, Oh yeah, I found it in this seat. And then other times you'll, you know, the person will go on and start cleaning and put it in their pocket and be like, Hey, I saw, f- I left my phone down there. I'm like, Oh, sorry. We didn't see anything. I'm sorry. We looked. Well, it says on my, find my iPhone. It says that it's actually in my pocket right yeah. now. And you're the only one standing next to me. Yeah. We had like <laughs> a lot of people that were like taken out in cuffs because of what? that. Yeah. There were people that were trying to figure out, uh, and this was like, this was before the Apple Watch mm-hmm. and uh, iPads were just becoming popular. So people were just swiping those like crazy. I've never had a phone stolen. Really? Yeah. I hope I don't start today. We had this this lady that worked for us that uh, she stole a phone, uh, took it home. The people found it on there where my iPhone is. They called the police. The police showed up and they were like, hey, like we, we see it on the thing. It's here. And you work at the airline. Right. So this adds up. Um, and so they started looking through the house and they found it wrapped in tinfoil and a barbecue grill in the backyard. Oh my God. <laughs> like she that's where she was trying, trying to hide, to hide it. it. Yeah. That's and, funny uh, that she wrapped it in tinfoil thinking that like the signals couldn't get in or out. Yeah. At least like throw it in your purse and be like, oh my God, I, yeah. it just fell in there, it I guess. It fell I in forgot. my purse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyways, that's my story about airlines. Don't leave shit on you're never going to get that back. You'll never get that back. Yeah. We do the same thing with the, our, we battle the crew chiefs all the time. Um, you know, cause part of my job is going out and pre-flooding aircraft before we take off for missions. Like, I and, stole uh, your gun. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's always like, um, Oakley's or like, like they always, oh, yeah. they always 
they cannot wait. Like, because I mean, as air crew, we get some pretty cool stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a $350 Oakley bag that my unit bought for me to use. You oh, know, nice. it's a yeah. super nice bag. Um, and believe me, there's crew chiefs that are like drilling, foaming at the mouth, waiting. Oh, man, I hope he leaves it on the airplane. Yeah. It's mine now. You know, and, and a lot of times, um, they'll hold it hostage for beer. So like you'll go into ops and be like, Hey man, do you guys find that backpack? Maybe. Fuck. <laughs> like, all right, dude, what do you, what's your favorite beer? And they're like, Oh, you know, Yingling or whatever. And then you're like, all right, I'll bring it to you. And then I'll get my bag back. Like they'll yeah. hold your shit hostage for beer. Good. They're fucking monkeys, man. That's how it should be. I love all my crew chiefs though. Um, we, I did a little bit of studying on our, on our martial art. Did on Karita? Of course on I did. Karita, yeah. I'm always way more prepared than you are. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say it that way. It's only been the last episode. I was actually prepared for this episode. Good. Um, I had a, I had a big week, man. I got a new phone and yeah, I got I, rid of the, the iCrack app. I, <laughs> <laughs> your phone was so fucked up. Yeah. It was so I told you how I broke it, right? Uh-uh. A bug flew on me and I, <laughs> it was a cicada and I was standing on a concrete porch my friends were out there with me, and to them, it just looked like I just freaked out and spiked my phone. <laughs> I was like, ah, fuck, bam, and threw it on the ground. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, cicada flew like just fucking like it. You know how those things are, dude. When they land on you, it's like their talons like yeah. get in you, and it hit me, and I was like, God, ah! I just freaked out and like threw my phone. Yeah, That's and it hilarious. broke. Now I, have a, now I have a nice new pretty phone. Every time I get one, though, I'm like, Oh, dude, this is going to be game changing. It's got like a bigger screen. And then you start looking at it, and you're like, oh, it's really not anything different. You get used to the size. And I remember I, I had an iPhone 3, which was, you know, like one of the first iPhones, surprisingly. Well, actually, one of the third. See, I don't know that there was an iPhone 1 or 2. Was there? There was definitely an iPhone, like just iPhone. And then, okay. Surely they came out with an iPhone 2. I don't know about that. I never... the, I, the first iPhone, you remember it had like, uh, it had a two-tone back on it. It had like the gray, and then the top or the bottom portion was black or something. Nope, like that. don't remember it. I'll, my first smartphone was an iPhone three, yeah. um, and I just remember how excited I got because I went from a razor phone to an iPhone three. And um, when I was going to college at Euler, I used to go into the bathroom between class to jerk off, <laughs> and um, I'd have to look at porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go into the bathroom and look. You're going to get your diploma taken away. <laughs> They're going to. Can we have that back? I used to. Um, I was on a razor phone. And so, like, I'd have to, like, you know, when you type in, like, you'd have to keep it simple because you couldn't put in, like, what you can now. Like, if I go to the porn site now, I'm typing in, like, hardcore stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember that iPhone. Um, I shouldn't have said hardcore stuff. That came out wrong. What I meant was. No, you that, distracted me because that's, that's you showed exactly, me that picture and I stopped thinking about what I was trying to I say. I was showing you hardcore stuff on my phone. <laughs> it was the first iPhone. And uh, I just went from six to midnight. Yeah. But um, I would, you know, now I type in, you know, very specifics, you know. Now like, it's Reddit. Get on as well. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah that's the, that's the new Pornhub. I'd type in like, you know, like Latina brunette with mole on left butt cheek, you know? <laughs> but back then you couldn't do that. And so I had this razor flip phone and I don't know if you remember, but when you used to send text messages, you had to go like, click, 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 yeah, click, yeah. click. It was like Morse code. Uh -huh. So I had to keep it simple. So I just had to type in tits Yeah, because 
it would take me too long to type out whatever I just said. And I just remember how excited I was when I got my first iPhone three. Cause I was like, Oh my God, those jerk sessions at Euler are going to be so much better now. <laughs> Game changing. This screen is going to be so huge. <laughs> and then the iPhone four came out and I was even more excited. Cause I was like, the screen's even bigger, <laughs> you know? And now I have an iPhone seven and, um, I don't even look at porn anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. I know. It's been a good phone. It's like, I like the camera on it. That's pretty sweet. That was what really got me whenever you showed me the video that what you filmed. Angle? Yeah. Dude, I was, I thought you would use the GoPro. The coolest thing about it is like, it's got a wide angle lens on mm -hmm. it, which is cool. And it gets really good picture. But what's neat to me is like, I filmed that in my class uh, or right after my, a very full class. There are people like all around talking and it's still pretty noisy in the video, even though when I put on Patreon, um, but the camera or the phone has a has a thing where it will focus the microphone only on what's in the frame of the mm -hmm. the camera, so it's not picking up any of the really? a lot of the outside sound. Yeah. It works a lot like our microphones here. Yeah. Like if I stand to the side of it, if I'm over here, you don't hear me as well. Right. But um, same kind of thing with that. And I, from what I understand, not a lot of phones have that. That's I don't know. super cool. And so I was able to get like good audio out of it, which was really impressive. I feel bad for the women of the world right now because of this. Um, because a lot of... Because they're not allowed to have iPhones? No, because <laughs> they don't realize, you don't realize how ugly dicks are oh, until you see them in high resolution. I saw <laughs> the best tweet about that that said, with this new iPhone 11, we're not taking dick pics anymore. Nope. We're taking Richard pictures. <laughs> Richard photographs. That's what it was. Dude. Hold, on, hold on. I'm about to send a Richard photograph. <laughs> you just like... Because even even when I look at my own dick, like it's still a little out of focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but with with the resolution on these cameras, like chicks are going to be getting dick pics, and it's just going to be like you're gonna you can actually see like you can see the AIDS. You can <laughs> <laughs> you can see the breakout beginning. Like yeah. you normally don't see herpes until it's already full blown, <laughs> but with this camera, you can see it when it's just in the beginning stages. You can see you can see the HPV. <laughs> Is that yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, go, moving on back to the, you can see the HPV, the sacred <laughs> and traditional art of Corita. Corita, yeah. So Corita was um, Aboriginal, mm -hmm. Aboriginal. Yeah, and it, they in Australia they turned it into a sport. So around like ninety six, ninety eight, they actually started developing it into a sport. Um, it's a folk style wrestling, um, but it has origins in combatives, though. Yeah, I saw. Uh, a lot of parallels and I started thinking too, one of the things that I want to do, I didn't do it with, with this one. I just didn't have enough time. I want to start, um, writing out a criteria for each of these martial arts that we've been studying. For instance, like the easiest one would be, is it a stand up or a grappling martial art? Mm -hmm. Right. And then, uh, like this one is primarily a grappling martial art right. with some elements of, we could say stand up grappling or mixed. Sure. Those would be the three criteria. And then the next one would be like, um what where is where's the fight take place is mm -hmm. it in a ring in this case it's another parking circle lot. yeah it is in a circle and honestly a parking lot could be it a prison yeah. cell like we've it's talked about blocks, these, yeah right? we've talked about Absolutely. these things so um if you're thinking about self-defense you could theoretically bring make a martial art designed around a parking lot as or the corner of a room yeah you know yeah um and actually uh have you ever read the jackson's uh mm -hmm. martial arts books mm-hmm uh, Greg Jackson, in the back of his striking 
one. He's got some stuff on self-defense that's pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah. He's talking about like actually backing yourself into a corner is a good thing. Because it's one less yeah, avenue. Nobody yeah. can come up behind you. Or yeah. Like that. And in, in military terms, um, and there's my military buddies are going to make fun of me for this, but basically you're covering your six is what yeah. it is. You yeah. Know? And so. It makes sense. And it's just like whenever you... Um, when you do anything, you know, keep something to your back so that mm -hmm. nobody can sneak up behind you. You want to get that butthole tight. Right. Um, Call of Duty. <laughs> My tour's in Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Those count, man. Like, I've actually had conversations with people um, who who have used that as a way to talk to me. You know? Oh, yeah. They're like, well, yeah. So, so it's just like, like, yeah, I mean, like, I've played Call of Duty, so I have a pretty good idea what you go through. I'm like, Really? That's it, huh? But you've got it all figured out. Well, obviously, like people don't <laughs> have it figured out. But they out. believe this. Oh yeah. Like they, there are people that think that they're actually snipers because they've played a sniper in Call of Duty. Yeah. Like they don't stupidity. You know, I, I I know I've talked to people that have that are super gun nuts, but don't own guns mm -hmm. because of their Call of Duty experiences. I probably know more about weapons because of just Call because of, of that. Yeah. yeah. Probably more than I do. You yeah. Know? Halo um, weapons are real, right? They are. They're yeah. needler. <laughs> yeah. You guys use those in the army? Well, Air Force. I can't talk about it, but yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the, my tours in Call of Duty. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Fuck this martial art for just a second. Okay. I just realized I have great a great question. Okay. That needs to be asked. Um, but it's gonna be segued with a story about myself. That's. <clears throat> It was a dark and stormy night. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, so I realized that like I when we do these podcasts, I'm always like, oh, we've got to be new and original and it has to be brand new ideas that nobody's ever thought of. Right. And then I'm thinking like, dude, I can literally just read off of Reddit and people would find that interesting. Like Fact. people there's just there's a podcast of uh, that's actually that just people like reporting on interesting things they found on Reddit. Really? And I forget that like we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, we can and I can own this. even talk about something that somebody else talked about because you haven't heard me talk about it yet. That's correct. And that's what's important. Uh anyways, okay. So, <laughs> Joe Rogan podcast they were talking about uh, they were talking to an Air Force pilot. Yeah, commander. Yeah, he they had I was seen listening the UFOs. to it. Yep. Yeah, that the famous mm -hmm. like naval or or aerial uh footage yeah of, the account i mean it's actually like a uh um um a real account yeah uh what do you want to call it um the department real, of defense real footage that yeah actually found yeah uh it, it's claimed as a ufo which whenever you you have to be careful about that because though because that doesn't necessarily mean that it's aliens that just Correct. means that they were unable to identify yeah so commander david uh fravor is the guy's name okay so what my question is is with the air force being in the Air Force, mm -hmm. flying and stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen anything? I doubt you've seen anything that you b actually believe is UFO or mm -hmm. extraterrestrial, but anything that maybe makes you question or that you'd be able to talk about. I don't know if you're able nope. to actually talk about that stuff. Never. No. Okay. And you've never yeah. seen anything like that? No, I haven't. Um, Not even just in real life, nothing extraterrestrial? Mm -mm. Or no. Um, I do. I believe that. I believe that there is extraterrestrials yeah in existence right um I do too. the reality is is that if you think about it we're aliens on this planet right the reality of how we got here you know depending on what story you believe whether you believe the bible story you believe uh the big bang theory but um no i, I haven't um i've never really experienced any sort of thing like that in all my years of flying um 
but I'm always looking. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. The, <laughs> they'd be like, "Dude, you're supposed to be shooting." Hold on, there's like a wait UFO a second. over here. Does no one else see this light in the sky? Yeah, you're supposed to be taking yeah. out this target. Oh, but look at this. <laughs> I did think one time. Uh, it, there was a time where I thought that I was watching a UFO uh-huh. because uh, when we when we fly missions, combat missions into Iraq, we go in blacked out. So mm-hmm. we put our we have night vision goggles on, and then all the aircraft lighting is out. Oh, so um, cool. It's super cool, and uh, I, I love my job. Well, you're not the only airplane out there. You're right. not the only aircraft out there. Um, and so there's times where like the lighting will not be optimal and you'll catch little stuff out of the corner of your, um, your nogs and, um, and they're blacked out. So you just see like this black figure yeah. flying through the sky. However, oh, that'd be freaky. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then I look around, I'm like, oh man. It's just Nobody's not... ever seen UFOs in Iraq though. No, because there's nothing there. Like, <laughs> yeah. They don't do uh, desert circles, you know, like yeah. crop circles. Like Aliens are like, we already figured that out. Like, yeah. it's just sand. Move on. It's <laughs> just moving on. Yeah. So I've never, uh, I'm looking all the time and I've had a couple of situations where I thought that yeah. I was like, oh, this is the one. And and it was and it was just another airplane also blacked out coming back from someplace in Iraq. So when I was a kid, I we were at my grandpa's farm. This is the only time I've ever think that maybe I've seen something like that. But we were at my grandpa's farm. We were all it was night and we're out in the middle of nowhere, a bunch of city folks who were like staring at the stars. Oh my God, you can see all of them. And uh, I remember very specifically, it, two stars. It looked like two stars that started moving. We we're like, oh, it's an airplane. But then they started chasing each other. Oh, really? Almost like if two, like, I don't know, like two bugs or something. Mm-hmm. Started I mean, they were changing direction at will and all of that. That was the only thing that happened. They didn't, like, zip off or disappear. We just started kind of watching them chase each other. The constellations themselves weird me out. Yeah. yeah I mean, have you ever actually looked at the constellations? Like, mm-hmm. how did three stars line up millions of years apart perfectly in a line? Yeah. It's fucking weird. It is. It makes you think about the Truman show, you know, like, yeah. like we're not actually, you know, like this is all just a television show that we're living in. Oh, that'd you be know? so rad. I mean, we'll find out eventually when the show gets canceled, but yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, like I look at the constellations. We're, we're going to be on Netflix now. <laughs> we are. Um, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like when you look at the constellations and you have like, like the big dipper, uh-huh. that shit looks like a fucking dipper. But we always, we'll always look for shapes in everything. But that's, that's a real human shape. nature. That's not even an accident. Like I'm not looking at a cloud and going, you know what? That kind of looks like a giraffe. Yeah. No, that shit looks like a fucking <laughs> dipper. And there's two of them. And there's two of them. But the big one and the little one. How's that fucking possible? What fucking TV, what TV show producer is like, all right, I got an idea. Okay. In Don't- the stars, we're going to put a big ladle wait no <laughs> dipper that's it a big dipper and then the guy next to it wants to credit so he's like oh yeah well i'm gonna put a little one next to it yeah <laughs> mine's gonna be bigger yeah it's really just two movie execs that got into a dick uh, measuring contest that's right. where the big dipper and little dipper came from but it could I, be anything they could have easily like it could be um computer guys do it all the time with fucking uh you know, little hints of things in their little codes yeah. and stuff. You I know? think it's uh, Easter eggs. They call them Easter eggs. I do think that uh, we might be in a computer simulation. Man, that's a possibility. That sucks. You know, here's why it sucks. Because we're the NPCs. What's that mean? That's like the the computer generated people that just the the I know right the extras. We're yeah. actually background. We're not the main. Characters. We're not even the main right. characters. That would that would fucking suck. Or have you ever played Grand Theft Auto Online? No. Oh, dude, that's like one of my favorite games. Yeah. I've never played it. Have I don't you, play video games. Okay, I was about to ask you that. Yeah, I'm not much of a gamer. I enjoy them. I just get tired of getting my ass kicked by eight-year-olds. Yeah. So yeah. I just um, get pissed off and cuss at them. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I totally lost my train of thought what we were 
We're not the main characters in this in this game. Oh yeah, in Grand Theft Auto, I can go on as my character mm -hmm. in e you know each session. So you might be the main character amongst, for the day, for amongst that, for many for whoever is mm, controlling you. I got you. You're I their you. main character. Yeah. So there's someone else. Like we're we're um, avatars. Yeah. I'm the NPC else. in your story. You're the NPC in my uh, story. Isn't that an interesting perspective, man? Because like. We're always the most important pre people in our own stories. Yeah. But but we're just background noises in other people's stories. I always think about that on social media. Yeah. Because when I'll post something and I'm like, oh, that's kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm goading on myself and I'm going on or whatever. And I think about like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm the star of this show. Yeah. Like you're here to watch me, bitches. That's right. <laughs> Otherwise you wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah. I get to say whatever yeah. I want. <laughs> One of my friends, um, uh, was a police officer in North Carolina. So talking about like this, this idea of living in a reality that's someone else's reality. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was a police officer in North Carolina. Um, and he was one of the first officers on scene <clears throat> when, uh, after the Dylan roof, uh, incident, which if you're not familiar with the Dylan roof incident, it was, uh, the young white supremacist kid who went into a black church and shot everybody oh, okay. and then ran off, you know, yeah. they ended up catching him. Well, my buddy was one of the first officers on scene Ugh. after that. Right. All right. And he told me that the, the, it wasn't even really seeing the bodies and all that kind of stuff, which is, well, fuck with you. He said this, the really, uh, the big issue was for him was hearing all the cell phones of people who were calling their family members oh, no. to check on them because they had heard about what the, happened. The deceased. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it was such an, an insane perspective to be on where you're living in a reality that the people who are calling will soon be a part of, but aren't yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know that that, mem that family member is dead and they Ugh. don't know it yet, but That's they will. heart-wrenching. Yeah. It's terrible. But can you imagine like the, you know, like it at a certain time you both will live in the same reality mm -hmm. because they will be told the news and then now they'll know their loved one is dead. Yeah. But for that, for that hour, two days, whatever the case may be, you're living in a reality that will soon be theirs, but you were just in it first. Yeah. You know, that's fucking crazy. That's, that's why that yeah. is a really crazy He said that really, that really messed him up. Um, that's exactly why I'm not a cop, dude. I, yeah. I wouldn't, I'm one of those sensitive boys. Yeah, I can't true. handle that kind of shit. I can't even like, movies where there's killing or gore i'm like really? i'll hide my face I i'm okay with that the thing that i can't deal with uh because i have uh four daughters the thing that movies i can't deal with is like anytime that like a daughter is being hurt yeah a, you know female little girl like that uh, movie gone baby where yeah. i can't watch it all the way that through. is a fucked up movie man I, gone I baby gone it. yep gone baby gone yeah. yep and then it's um, a really messed up movie and then the movie blow yeah so there's nothing bad in that movie just per how se. that guy is yeah with his daughter yeah and yeah. then um like seeing him get taken away from his daughter and like her not understanding mm -hmm. you know because i went through similar situations with my daughters uh when i was going through my divorce and i got custody you know there was a lot of things that like they didn't understand and then at the very end of the movie it's just so sad because george's character is standing in prison and he every day he's like no my daughter's coming to visit me today my daughter yeah. and then the the subtitles come up or whatever and it says you know george is george died in prison and his daughter never came to Ugh, see him yeah you know and he fucked it up so bad little things like that where i'm like dude i can't uh i can't watch this <laughs>
We got to liven it up. We got to yeah. bring it back. It was getting depressing Ooh, for a second there. That was rough. <laughs> we went to a deep place there for a minute. Okay, Karita. <laughs> so the thing about the thing about yeah, no, let's talk about something more positive. But the thing about Karita also was is um, they believe that it's one of the first, one of the oldest uh, combatives in existence. Yeah. Roughly ten thousand years old is mm -hmm. what they came up with, um, and they're basing this off of what they call dreaming. And I looked up what dreaming was because I was like, that's weird. Um, and that's what the Aboriginal people refer to, uh, basically cave drawings. Yeah. So like yeah. artwork, you know, they called it dreaming. Mm -hmm. um, and so when they find these Aboriginal uh, Indigenous peoples artwork, it's referred to as like a dreamscape or whatever. And they ba showed some of those paintings. Yeah. I can't say that I think that they were fighting in any of them. No. I mean, they could have been fucking doing anything. <laughs> yeah. like, there's just stick figures painted on a wall. And they're and like, those guys are... I think they're fighting. Yeah, they're definitely they're re they're fighting or they're fucking one of the. <laughs> I don't want to practice fucking, so let's fight. Well, the the story that Kareta comes from, where they believe that it initiated it, was um, there was this lizard man, and the lizard man um, was told by a giant snake to go watch the red kangaroo pups, essentially, and watch them fight each other. Yeah, and that's where you would learn to fight, mm -hmm. and then. He did that, this lizard man, and then he showed the Aborigines how the kangaroos fought, and then they used it as an unarmed combat, yeah. essentially. Uh, in fact, they still use the kangaroo dance as a warm-up prior to the actual events. They use it a lot like the white crew in Muay Thai, mm -hmm. because yeah. um, there's a winner to the dance. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, so in the white when in Muay Thai when they do the white crew, they're paying respects to their family, their country, mm -hmm. their coach. Um, that's why they like they face and north bow uh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, each each uh, north north south east and west each direction that they face is like family coach or team and whatever another I think uh really like whatever their religious beliefs mm -hmm. are and then um, so on and so forth. But um, so it's a little bit like that. And then when they do betting because betting is very tied into Muay Thai. Yeah, like traditional Muay Thai. It's like rooted into it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um. And so the whoever does the Y crew better, um, usually that's kind of how the the betting odds favor. Um, and it's a little bit like that. Whoever does their, I don't know exactly how they choose a winner. Right. I saw them like swatting at each other's arms. Maybe if they knock somebody down or if they display more athletic ability, whoever the winner of that is controls the middle. Whoever uh, mm. is the loser is on the is on the outside of the circle. Right. And then if the loser of the dance, the person, they're called the defender. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the defender. If he is able to stay within the circle for 30 seconds, then he, he wins a point or wins that match. The person in the middle, his job is to try and get him out within that 30 seconds or pin him. Yeah, I saw the where they gave the, the comparison to Capoeira and mm -hmm. Sumo. Yeah. Was one of the other... Um, yeah, because pushing him out of the circle is is a way to gain points. Mm -hmm. They mentioned too that uh, that the goal is not to necessarily harm or kill your opponent, but only disable them long enough for you to get away. Yeah, and in my research that I was telling you about earlier, where it said that they actually utilized it not just as entertainment back in the day, right? They didn't just use it as entertainment; they used it as uh, ways to settle disputes, you mm -hmm. know? So if you had two male members of the tribe were having a dispute rather than letting it go to the point where they would kill each other, they would let them do this. Right. And then the winner was the winner, you know, or, 
or it would just be they were just pissed off at each other and this was a way for them to vent that anger out regardless of who won or lost you know it wasn't a, a competition it was just these you know what these two people are pissed off at each other let's just let them fight each other yeah and they would do that as a way to and then they would use it as ways to bind other tribes so they would do like intertribal competitions as okay. a way to yeah. fellowship with the other tribes in the area mm-hmm. so which was pretty cool um but it's pretty much a freestyle wrestling style it yeah. doesn't you know it's like it has some greco uh ties to it i think nothing really um like you said, they're not trying to um, rip the person's head off or, or cut arteries with knives and stuff like that. It's mainly just wrestling styles. Yeah. the uh, One of the things that I, I really appreciated about this style is the uh, the previous, what was it? Wichita martial arts. What was that? Yeah. Last. Okichi- ok- Okichita. Yeah. That one. Um we were noting that what he started creating that in 1997. Mm-hmm. And we were making fun of him for it. Yeah. But the difference is, is he and and that happened in Korea. It started becoming a sport in yep. like 1998. Um, the difference is that a they're continuing to progress the sport through competition, mm-hmm. and it was founded in competition. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something that they're growing through testing over and over and over right. in competition. And I don't think that as far as the information that I got in the past martial art, it wasn't like that. No, that was or literally, Wichita. he, he, um, he George Lapine yeah. was his name. George Lapinus. He, I think he was doing it for selfish reasons. He was quantifying it to a degree where he could make money off of it. George Lapine, I offer a challenge right now to you. Uh, whatever rule set you want to do. That's right. no, no um, weapons. No weapons, though. But hand-to-hand although combat. we do have, we do have oh, a hatchet. Yeah. We did. We got a. Uh, we got our first gift uh, for the for the podcast. We got a sog axe, uh, a little tiny axe. My friend Dalton gave it to us. It looks more like the kind of axe you would use to climb a mountain. Yeah, it does. I think it's like designed to like. It's got like a little pickaxe to break out windows. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he got it like his first day when he signed up to be a police officer. He thought he was going to be like, I'm going to have to use this breaking in windshields everywhere. And he pulls somebody over and runs up. Ma'am, I'm going to have to write you a ticket. You don't have a, you don't have a window. You lost your window. (laughs) Been driving around without a window. Um, It was like that when I found it. (laughs) Yeah. But this seems to be again, uh, another parallel to Okichita and this is that they have a, they have the permission from the elders from the, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, is what they were yeah, saying. The, the Aboriginal tribes leaders or whatever, um, are closely related to the progression of the competitions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the, uh, there was another interesting thing. I, I'm trying to look up the guy's name. I think it was like, I'm not going to be able to remember it, but there was a MMA fighter that was, um, one of the first like Aboriginal, uh, wrestlers hmm. that did something significant, but they're trying to push him to become more successful in mm-hmm. MMA, get to the UFC, so they they can kind of push the sport, push the sport, yeah, because they're trying it. to get government funding for oh, it. Oh yeah, and they uh, they don't yet. They're afraid that it's gonna die. Mm, that um, sucks. Which is sad because, like, honestly, it it's a it looks like a legitimate mm-hmm. art. It's something for kids to get into and like get out energy and and do something and. And it has a tie to the history of of Australia. And it's applicable. That's the most important part to me is like it's applicable. The the guy that runs 
one of the guys that runs the program was an Olympic wrestler mm-hmm. as well. So like, you know that there's some legitimate wrestling in there. You know, it would be a really cool um, competition would be to, uh, you know, because all the people, at least all the white people on Australia um, got there because they were prisoners and, 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 you know, whatever from England. Yeah, they committed so one prob- of the 19 crimes. Right. Yeah. So they most likely are very good at 52 blocks. And so then you would take. Do you think that it was? I don't think that it was out then. Oh, that well then. I don't know. Well, I'm making a mm. correlation. <laughs> Let me <laughs> where, make my point. <laughs> where you take 52 blocks versus Kareta, because then oh, now you have yeah. two indigenous style combatives that are separate on Australia, and then you fight them. That would that would be pretty See? cool. Here's a, here's a question too: Is that we talked about in 52 blocks? They used handcuffs and shackles. Mm-hmm. They designed blocks and stuff because it's a defensive martial art. Um, what if they designed offensive moves with shackles? Because I mean, dude, if well, I hit you with two two clubbing oh, arms with those big iron shackles on, or like get behind them and the, fucking choke, yeah, choke them, yeah, all of that. There there could be a legitimate even 52 block. Well, that's what we we're talking about. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. I got excited. I thought there was. <laughs> a separate martial art just for handcuffs. You had just created your own. I was own. like, whoa! <laughs> we should get into this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can make it offensive offensive handcuff fighting. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty interesting. In my head, I already see a really cool... Like, if you were to be in shackles and you wrap the neck and then put your fingers together behind their head oh, and yeah. push, you totally choke them. Um, no Country for Old Men, the dude mm-hmm. did that. Remember? The next time I work with the police, I'm going to try it. Do it. That guy was a badass in that movie too. Oh, dude, that's one of the best villains dude, I've ever seen. Absolutely, him and the he goes in the same category as uh, the Joker with uh, the Dark Knight Joker, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger yes. Joker. Because both of them, there is no rhyme or reason to anything they Mm-mm. did. The only th- the only rhyme or reason for the guy from No Country for Old Men was the to coin. get the money back. Well, yeah, he did want the money he back, the money but back. like. He was killing people all the way through that. Yeah, the for only, no reason. And even even up until um, when he was trying to get the money back, all he wanted was the money back. Mm-hmm. He gave them all choices. Yeah, he, he left it up to chance. Well, when, whenever the, the convenience store guy and yeah. he flipped the coin, and he told him to pick heads or tails, and the guy didn't want to do it. And then he picked, I think he picked heads, and it ended up being right. Yeah. And he gave him the coin. And the my favorite part of that whole scene was when the guy just went to put it in his pocket. And he's like, don't put it in your pocket. Yeah. Because he, did, he didn't, yeah, he didn't understand the significance of what would have happened mm-hmm. had he picked tails. Yeah. You know, like he's like that, that coin's the most important thing in your life now. Yeah. I had crazy. Same scene when he says, uh, he said, I didn't put anything up. He says, what are you talking about? You have, you've been putting it up your whole life. The light. Yeah, I yeah, was like, wow, that's pretty Fuck. good. That's pretty good line right there. Great movie. The, um, oh, there goes our camera. Is the, is your, did you, were you popping? Popcorn in a microwave? No, it just died. <laughs> uh, yeah, popcorn starts beep, popping out of my beep. camera. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I, I really like this this martial art a lot, though. Yeah. I think it's freaking cool. We Luckily, we needed a rebound from the last one. The yeah. last one was fun to look into because it was fun to make fun of it, but it was good to find an indigenous martial art that was real yeah. and not some dude trying to have sec, uh, you know finger bang chicks in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, there's, the verdict is still out on this guy. It's true. But um, I'd like to see... I didn't see much about like any kind of ranking or coding structure. No, there was no coding or rank structure that I could find either. It was basically just competitive. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's just a competitive. There's not even weight divisions. Or they anything, did kind of have know. uniforms a little bit. They look like sumo. Yeah. Um, it, it looked like just big giant sashes between their butt cheeks. That makes sense. Um, we, it, that was a, that was a really cool one though. I, I appreciate that one. And then uh, 
we you introduced me to a new rap artist. Yeah, I found him by accident. Um, How long have you been listening to this? I, I've I've heard their songs a few times. I just didn't know who they were because they've they've offered a lot of music to movies. Yeah, like the Deadpool soundtrack and stuff like that. And they've done collaborations with guys like Zach De La Roach from um, from Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had heard them accidentally, and then I was. I don't remember what I was doing where I came across uh, Nobody Speak. and um, Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels is the name of the band. Uh, the, the super group, I should say. Um, Who does it consist of? Do you, so, yeah, yeah. So there's two two uh, rappers. And um, they the way they met was actually kind of weird because uh, they were both solo artists in their own right. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them was from Atlanta and the other one was from uh, New York, Brooklyn, New York. It's a white guy and a black guy. And um, not that that matters. What's their names? Because I I wanted to talk about their uh, chemistry, but I don't want to refer to them as white guy and black guy. So you have LP, which is the white guy. Okay. And then Killer Mike is the... Um, oh, the Killer guy. Mike. Yep. So oh. Killer Mike's really well known. Yeah. Yep. Um, He's... I feel... I, I like the group. I did. Mm-hmm. We're, this is more of like an artist review rather than an album yeah. review. I really do like the group. They have great beats. Yeah. Fantastic beats. Well, Killer Mike has, in my opinion, one of the best flowing style cadences. Um, and here's here's where I have a I have a negative. I I feel like his cadence he doesn't. It's the same cadence all the way through the album. Yeah. Yeah. The whole freaking time, both of them. There's not really. There's some decent hooks, but there's nothing that really breaks up the monotony to it. Um, but like I said, I really liked it. I just don't think it has that listenability where I could listen to it. That's why I wanted to do an artist review as opposed to an album review because yeah. they have three albums, right? So they, and it's literally called run the jewels one, run the jewels two and run the jewels three. Mm-hmm. Um, the name run the jewels is from an LL cool J song, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and in, ideally it's, it's supposed to be like uh, stick them up. You know, like when you say run the jewels, like it's basically like a robbery. Yeah. Um, and their symbol is a fist holding jewels and uh, I, finger guns pointing at that. That's kind of their thing. But if you're a fan of like um, Aesop Rock or the Gorillas, Atmosphere. Um, Have you ever listened to Atmosphere? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, man. That's that's another one we got to do an artist review on. Oh, yeah. That guy, like that, that group, like invented what this style is. In the in the nineties atmosphere. Well, like Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, Lil Dicky mm-hmm. is another white rapper. He's another one that has that same cadence. Yep. And so, if you're a fan of any of those artists, if you like, the reason I mentioned the Gorillas is because there's a few they they have Dell the Funky Homo Sapien in a couple of their songs and stuff, and Killer Mike has a similar cadence to his, and so it's kind of like that. I feel like the beats are a little bit along the same the same line too. It's very. It makes me think of like industrial. It does have some industrial sound to it. Because yeah. um, the song Nobody Speak is probably one of their most famous ones. And it actually has almost a... Um, um, what's that stupid um, techno that got really popular? House? No. House music? The uh, one that got really popular in the past couple of years. Oh, I don't know. Dubstep. Oh, dubstep. Yeah, so okay. it almost has like a dubstep break yeah. in the middle of the song, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but then that's why um, I wanted to do the artist review because I went and listened to the albums and they're good. There's just 
there's not a lot of standout tracks. And so yeah. if, if to get people to go and check them out, I think this is going to be one of those things where they, they love the, the band, but it's going to mostly be like particular songs. Yeah. Um, so my list would be uh, close your eyes and count to fuck, which is an awesome name for a song. Yes. Um, it's super popular. It, that one has uh Zach De La Roche actually in that song. So mm-hmm. he does the chorus for that song. We added speaking of Zach De La Rocha, um, he was in a band called Inside Out, mm-hmm. which was a hardcore straight edge band before Rage Against the Machine. Oh really? And they I have their do I still have their album? No. That album was stolen. I had I had a shit ton of CDs, stuff like Inside Out and all that, and it was stolen when I moved here. But anyways, uh That'd be an interesting review to do. Yeah, I would be down for that. Um, The other song, Nobody Speak, which I keep, I've been mentioning a bunch of times throughout this whole interview thing. Legend Has It is another really good one. And then Blockbuster Night Part One, Top of the Morning, My Fist to Your Face is Fucking Folgers, was a (laughs) lyric from that. So the song itself is called Blockbuster Night Part One. But Killer Mike has a, a cadence in there. And the lyric is, Top of the Morning. My fist to your face is fucking Folgers. And I was like, that's fucking badass. Yeah. Because he's talking about, like, like, that's how he woke him, you know, whoever he's talking to, he woke the motherfucker up by punching him in the face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you're a fan of Little Dicky, Della Funky, uh, Homo Sapien, Gorillas, and all that, I think that you would enjoy those songs. Um, so definitely check those guys out. Uh, we're actually going to have them on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> the, yeah. The, us talking about this just opened up a whole new list of, Mm-hmm. artists i think we should say atmosphere needs to be one of them because that's like that would be mm, that's like the the pioneer of backpack rap do you know what backpack rap no is? I don't basically know indie rap like okay s- stuff kind of like that i probably um, have listened to it and just didn't know that that's what it was called yeah and it, it's uh i can't think of any other artists now aesop rock is is a backpack rapper oh okay um, i like him a lot yeah um I, i'm gonna give you an art we're gonna review i'm gonna tell you now uh pos Okay. Is the is the guy. The album is never better. Okay. It's an older album, but it is dude, it's freaking amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Um, um yeah, go ahead. I go on Reddit a lot to the um listen to this mm-hmm. subreddit. Yeah. And I find a lot of great artists that there's way. There's like uh there's I do the same. There's another one that's called like uh hip hop heads or mm-hmm. indie hip hop or something like that that is that I follow. I find a lot of stuff on there like that. I didn't realize that uh how stupid people get with naming a, t- a style of music yeah until i went on reddit to the like uh, listen to this subreddit and like it's like um there'll be people on there describing it you know and it'll say like um indie bluegrass metal yeah and i'm like D- but then no. you listen to it and you're like oh, i yeah. get it <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 uh <laughs> it's like ramstein with banjo yeah you know right um, now the music well you've kind of been into it, the math rock mm-hmm. they also call it uh midwestern emo yeah, Which like that's so, Midwest emo or whatever. That's, and um, cause uh, not Space Cadet. What is his name? We oh, thought, Sleepy we, Dog. Sleepy Dog. Yeah, Sleepy Dog. Um, he's from North Carolina. Yeah, you know? I think he came from American football. I think that's where it all started. Mm. American football. Have you ever listened to them? No, but I know who it is. I know yeah. who you're talking about. That's another really good one. Um, yeah, I think we should check out POS. I Run the jewels though. Run I, the jewels. I, really good. I feel like. Killer Mike on his own. If Killer Mike had done that on his own and maybe had LP as a feature, uh-huh. it would have been. I would have been much happier with. They it. got introduced to each other through the Cartoon Network. Oh, really? Yeah, because they did a. Um, they did a deal where. Um, what's the name of that? Oh my God, I can't remember the name of the uh, cartoon that comes on Adult Swim, but it's like 
one's a scientist and he's always got Rick sh- and Morty. Rick and Morty. Yeah. So they had contributed some music to that show. Okay, and that's how they you. kind of met each other. And then they they do a music video for one of their songs and it's Rick and Morty are in the, it's like follows them through a mission. Mm-hmm. And, but it's the background is the music from run the jewels. So, um, so really, like I said, they're kind of more of a super group than they yeah. really are. Um, you know, and they've got another album coming out, um, called run the jewels Four. <laughs> so, Whoa. So it's already come out. Actually. I, I shouldn't say that it already came out. It's a couple of years old actually. And so, I think that's kind of their thing. They're just going to, it keeps you from having a name come up with album names. That's true. So, did I, did I tell you uh, the early November came out with a new album? I didn't even know they were still a band. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. I didn't know I'd, they were still a band. I forgot. I had seen them before. I watched, I saw really? the early November live with uh, Senses Fail and Not Say Anything. Which is one of my favorite bands, they're Say they're, Anything. Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, that guy went fucking fuck. crazy. What is that band? It's not the starting line. It's, Oh man, they sing uh Jack's Mannequin? No, they sing the song Oh, I'm not gonna be able to think of it. Son of a gun, dude, that's <laughs> gonna drive me crazy. Uh anyways, it's a it's a low low uh <laughs> I can't think of it, dude. It's just right all, on the were they off drive through records? Because all the other names I think names were on drive They might have been drive through or fueled by ramen. This song will become the the uh, the anthem of our dying days is it story no of the year? no i have seen story of the year okay but this is a different song this is a different band it was like more of an emo band uh oh dude i have it i have it saved on one of my playlists i'm gonna look it up right now i'm i want to think that i'm know what you're i know what you're talking well no because when you started singing i immediately thought you're singing story i think of the year. you will know what i'm who i'm talking about as soon as i find it here on my uh my spotify which it looks like we're going to need to update our Spotify yeah. playlist because we just dropped like 15 new bands. Yeah, we did. Um, but we'll we'll have some rap on there now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so for those listening, don't forget that we do have a Rough and Tumble podcast um, playlist that Johnny and I just throw music on. Any music that we talk about during the podcast, we usually throw it on the playlist for you guys to go check it out. Um, so it's a kind of a way to interact with us. It's just another way for me and Johnny to express ourselves creatively which is why we started the podcast force our opinions on you yeah oh saves the day saves the day oh yeah damn it jesus that was tough man i'm pretty sure saves the day is on drive-thru are they okay Mm -hmm. yeah i saw it saves the day since it's fail in the early november yeah they were all um the last early november album i even listened to to show you how far out of the game i am was when he was doing the um the weird like um storytelling yeah, album that album was horrible it, it was, was really bad i'm yeah. honestly afraid to listen to his newest one because right. of that album that will mean what do you do like drive through record notoriously scooped up new jersey bands that were in their teens yeah like that's what's going to happen like since his fail the lead singer had like all kinds of like physical and mental breakdowns mm-hmm. um and then they're still making music though yeah i'm sure you know like i'm sorry that you're like you're fucking sad about the fact that you're a fucking millionaire teenager. Yeah. God damn it. Get over I don't it. think he's a millionaire. He's not, but he's got a solid thousand dollars. Yeah. At least a, he's a thousand dollars more a than I have. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> if we were to compare bank accounts, that guy's got way more money than I do. You know what always trips me out is um, there is a band. <laughs> I should look up their net worth. I can't think of a single fucking band today. Uh, Skrillex. Yeah, DJ Skrillex. Who was what was his original band? 
I thought that that was his original. Oh name. no, damn it! Now I'm gonna have to look that one up. Was it Dead Mouse? No, <laughs> I don't it's know. like Funeral. <sighs> so whenever I went through, um, when I went through Combat Survival School for my job, um, you met Skrillex. I did meet DJ Skrillex. I met him in the way that I didn't want to meet him, uh, and that was that when we were in the prison camp uh, portion of the training, they would play. Uh, DJ Skrillex on repeat. Oh, that's horrible. Super fucking loud. From first to last. Oh, he was in that band? Yeah, he was the lead singer. Yeah, I used to listen from first to last. I thought those guys were from like Ohio or something. Yeah. Right? Uh, they had uh, Wings of Pestilence yeah. or whatever. And yeah. then they had the... I owned one of their albums. Yeah. From first um, to last. I forget all about those and guys. And now he's like the dubstep I didn't even pioneer. know that guy was in that band. <laughs> right? Isn't you ever, that crazy? Um, the lead singer of Glassjaw went on to form Head Automatica. Yeah, we've talked about that, yeah. Totally separate. I was letting one of my buddies at the gym listen to um, Head Automatica because he's a big Glassjaw fan, and he was like, Are you? "He's like, I can definitely tell that's him, but Jesus Christ, that's a that's he's totally fucking different, different crazy yeah. different, you know." Um, the uh, here lately, there have been a lot of like uh, the lead singer of Balancing Composure. Have mm -hmm. listened to them? Just from what you've shared on yeah. your Instagram, he started SoundCloud rapping. Oh my god! And there's like a good handful of of bands uh, that their lead singer from like that era are starting to do SoundCloud rap, like the Auto Tune, Kid Out of Town, bullshit. My son, stuff. I make fun of my son because he um, he posts these pictures of himself on Instagram, uh -huh. and like he he lives in Colorado, and um, he comes and sp stays with me during the summers, and like. I don't know who's taking these pictures. I don't know if it's his mom or if it's his girlfriend or just a friend. Um, and my, I don't think my son listens to our podcast either. Um, Skyler. Skyler, yeah. I think he does. Oh, even better. He like he since we started doing the podcast, like he followed me on Instagram. Oh, okay. Then he probably is then. Um, What's up, Skyler? What up, Skyler? Skyler's a badass. Yeah. Like he's uh, he's a he's like he's turned out like a pretty good yeah. kid. Yeah, Skyler, so. you don't have to call me dad, but <laughs> you do have to show me the same respect. <laughs> and uh, but he'll post these pictures of like him at like uh, these like caves and stuff in Colorado and stuff like that and he's like not looking at the camera you know oh yeah and he looks like a bunch of SoundCloud uh, SoundCloud rapper like yeah. photos and stuff so I, every time I would always comment on those and I'd be like when's the new album gonna drop B you know and he's just like god damn it I think I'm getting old cause like I see kids now and I'm like god damn it I hate I you I hate everything that you, you're doing right I now I know and I know that I went through I had we, we ought to get our uh, our blunder year pictures on here I went through a long hair black a long black hair phase did you yeah um the emo swoop over actually the since we talked about that do you have a picture of that it's buried deep in that chest the same chest that i got the boy scout stuff out of well then you need to you need to pick it out because i have a picture of myself from high school let's do that next episode we're gonna we're put gonna it up it. we've got a i know you, everybody can't see it yet we're gonna have streaming one day um donate to our patreon guys <laughs> yeah donate to the patreon so we can have money to um, uh, yeah, Streamlink. Uh, on our monitor, I can just throw up our Blunder Year pictures on our monitor. I don't even days. know if mine would be a Blunder Year, man. Like I, uh, <laughs> mine is Jesus. I feel <laughs> mine's like bad. I, I would wear, I wore girl pants. <laughs> uh, I did the, uh, yeah, I did the whole emo thing there for a little while. Yeah, here we go. I had the butt cut. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You I were, really... you were, you're just a little bit older than me, so you like your high school years. We're still those, the reminiscence of like the '90s, yes, kind of feel, the early 2000s feel, yep. yeah, yeah. We definitely, um, I definitely would would attribute 
um, most of what happened in the 90s to be still pertinent in my teenage years. You graduated in 99? No, I graduated in 2001. Okay. I yeah. graduated uh, 2005. Yeah. So it, there's like not much of a gap, but just enough of it a was, gap. That I, think I think there was enough generational gap for those five years. Obviously not giant. Um, yeah. Well, look what's happened in the past five years. I know. You That's know my saying? point. That could be... That would be a huge generational That's gap. why I got pissed off whenever they lumped me and my generation into the millennial generation. See, I didn't agree with it. I hate, I can't fucking stand the whole generational naming thing because of that. Because yeah. like you can't, you can't categorize everyone like that. You can't, but you can at least look at. Like, you can see trends. Yes. You can see some similarities. Because you had the baby boomers, then you had Gen X. Um, I think Gen X was a pretty cool generation to be a part but of. But still, like they're labeled as lazy and they don't care. And Gen like Xers, mm -hmm. yeah, because think about the the whole '90s vibe, right? The Gen yeah. Xers were like, "Oh, I don't care," and I'm just. That's true. Yeah, and it's kind of coming back now. It's very oh, like God, yes. laid back, like, oh, whatever, bro. You know, I'm just gonna vape my jewel. It's got fifty uh, percent nick. That <laughs> that's what I was gonna get at. So I, my son's girlfriend, mm -hmm. um, vapes. Yeah. And uh, every now and then, because I think I think I follow her. She follows me on Instagram. Um, word to the wise: Don't follow your boyfriend's fucking dad. Yeah. Because <laughs> then all the stupid shit you do, he gets to see. Yeah. But whatever. Um, but yeah, she'll have these videos of her doing all these vape tricks, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my god, you look stupid. so stupid. Yeah. You look so dumb. That's like, why don't you go do kickflips with those scooters? You know, like yeah. Whenever people got really into those razor scooters and we're doing like 360 spins on them and stuff. And it's like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, it's cool that you do that. And you're right. I can't do a 360 spin on a Razor scooter, but it's because I also like to have sex with girls. <laughs> yeah. Like. I do things that matter. <laughs> I do things. I do real things like put underwear on in the morning and brush my teeth. <laughs> like all, both of those events are way cooler than anything that you could do on a Razor scooter. Uh, unless it's one of those new, uh, those new motorized scooters that you can ride through town. People leave those things anywhere and everywhere. Dude, Austin, we went to Austin and I rode them all over the place. I fucking loved it. But I would hate living there. It looked like oh yeah, it was hilarious. It looked like the apocalypse of scooters, just like <laughs> fucking These dumped on top of Austin. We I found one at Westside, which oh, is really? like that's awesome. It's like five miles from downtown. <laughs> like how do I assume that they were riding it to Disco or yeah. to Trinity? It's like they, the Wild West, dude. It's a great <laughs> idea, but somebody's got to put like legislator on legislature. Well, somebody on. has to go find it and bring it back. They have they have. Um, the people they have like they hire people that have trucks that come and pick oh them really up to charge uh, them and stuff. Do they have like GPS trackers on them? Mm -hmm. You just go and, oh, yeah, and cool. when you drop them off, you're supposed to take a picture where you put it so mm. that it approves that it's in a decent spot. Oh, and you did the right thing, but then they get knocked over by the wind or yeah. somebody kicks it over or whatever. I would 100% go and I would play a game with the city where I just find really fucked up places to leave those things. Yeah, like on somebody's front porch in a really bad neighborhood. We'd just see yeah. like we were scooting around Austin. We'd just see like. One of those scooters, like in two pieces in the middle of the <laughs> sidewalk, or like old stack of six of them on top of each other. That is so um, generationally like like what a what an asshole thing to do. Yeah, you know, like I'm I still push my chair in at restaurants when I get done eating. Mm -hmm. You know, and these guys like that's just. But that, it's also fucking hilarious to me. It is hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> but at the same time, it's what like, you get for God living damn. in Austin? I know, right? You pretentious bastard. Everybody in Austin is a pretentious piece of shit. I did a show and. Um, 
when I was in a touring band, we went, we drove all the way to. Speaking of pretentious, when I was in a touring band, <laughs> <laughs> you were your band almost got signed to a record label, right? Yeah, but I didn't call it a touring band. <laughs> well, I wanted to call it a touring band because it's the only thing I could think of. Because to use the word, I was in a good band. <laughs> and um, on one of the tours that we went to, we we did a stop. We went through um san antonio on the way back and we played at this place called and i'm going to say this very slow so that there's no confusion on what i'm saying <laughs> the name of the of the bar was jiggers uh iggers okay I, now it sounds worse that i broke it up into yeah words. <laughs> it sounds worse that you put so much <laughs> emphasis on it <laughs> and so if anybody doesn't know what a jigger is it's the uh bartending tool where they check uh, they put it on bottles to measure shots so oh, when oh, you know really? that, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. And so when you know that, it's like, okay, that's, that makes sense. But when you're telling the story without that content, people think that you're just saying a bad word. Did somebody, did, who didn't think that like, maybe this might get confused a little well, bit. Well, probably somebody in the bartending community who was like, surely everyone's like, you I, know, like. I don't understand your reference. What's it sound like? Exactly. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. And Brazilian, uh, Bruno, um, yeah. it had a similar situation like that where like, the word "God damn it," uh, he didn't understand that there were certain places you can't say that. Oh yeah, and so that's like, like my favorite word. I say it every. I say it all the time too. My grandmother would beat my butt though if she found out or heard me say it. She believes that people who curse um, are doing it because they aren't intelligent enough to think of other words, which I agree. Mm -hmm. But a big piece of the reason I have a, such a potty mouth is because I've been in the military for 17 years. I've also and chosen, that's chosen not to be intelligent enough <laughs> yeah. to use any any more language. Um, but he, uh, Bruno would use the word God damn it or God damn in restaurants at full volume. Oh no. Referring to like children, you know, <laughs> like, and then, uh, cause he came to Cabot to eat and he was, um, my daughter was there with us and everything. And, um, my daughter was kind of crying and getting a little grumpy. And uh, Bruno's like, just give me the goddamn kid. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, you said that really loud. And now everybody in uh, the restaurant just thinks that there's some random Mexican trying to hold my kid, <laughs> even because they don't know he's Brazilian. You know, I live in yeah. Cabot. Everybody in Cabot is is uh, a very particular type of person, right? You know, and they're not used to seeing anyone who doesn't have the same skin tone as them. We'll bring Bruno on here, and he can say "goddamn" it as much. As yeah, he, he sure can. I he's learned now. Uh, well, and it's because what are we? We go around saying poha all the time. Like we do it in a joking manner. But, yeah. you know, for those you don't know, poha in Brazilian basically means like what the fuck or whatever. You know, it, it has multiple meanings. And so I think he thought it was similar to that mm -hmm. where you could say it and it wasn't a really bad word. We should find a word to convince him means like something good, like clitoris. <laughs> yeah. You know, I guarantee he knows what that word is. <laughs> He's got really good English, unfortunately. We'll figure one out. We're as soon as he asked me what's that mean i'm gonna go off on something <laughs> just wait for the opportunity yeah it's a very It'll old happen. it's a very old wooden ship <laughs> whale's vagina yeah uh, that would be that, that would, would be, be absolutely hilarious anything else exciting happen um this week this episode that we should talk about no um i'm super excited about the momentum we have from the last episode I everybody's too. been like hitting me up about it telling us about how how great it is keep fucking blowing my up my ego please Tell i me really enjoy I am and how good i am at this i really enjoy seeing uh the people i like hearing the suggestions i like when people give us suggestions yeah. about what they want to hear us talk about um i appreciate it too because it it lets me know that people listen mm -hmm. and they're paying attention 
to the stupid things that we're saying. Because mostly what we, we, we provide zero um, intellectual value to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing is value. Even the, even like the when we're studying these martial arts, I don't feel like we're really giving it the full the full. No, gravy. I usually I usually write my notes down while I'm driving to your house. <laughs> yeah, and like I did I did like I do put some effort into studying them, but well, the thing is, is that um, we're just really skimming the surface of these things. We're yeah. not like we're not spending an hour talking about it. You know, we we could have easily went into like all kinds of Aboriginal, Indigenous people and like tribe names and True, all. True, we didn't stuff. get any names of like no. famous Karita fighters. I didn't see any. There's the MMA guy, but I'd like yeah. to see some like. Uh, yeah, some legendary guys yeah. that are They're like known cool. in the area. Uh-huh. Well, when we um, we're gonna have um, Kit Dale and um, Craig Jones, Craig Jones on the show, yeah, here soon. And um, whenever we bring them on, we'll ask them about Corredo. We'll have them uh, discuss it since they're both from Australia. Yeah, it'll so. be episode three hundred and twenty-five. Yep. So uh, we'll on. tag. Keep Kit. an eye out for we'll, that. One. We'll tag Kit and Craig in this. Um, what if we get around to episode three hundred twenty-five and we're like, damn it. Now we we haven't made we have to deliver to yeah we would just uh, what it was is that, I'll dress uh, up like Kit Dale you dress up like Kit Dale and I'll speak with an Australian accent and yeah. no one will ever know there we go so I'll just be like all right Craig so tell us how you got started well mate well, the way I got started was and it's like oh that's that's interesting Craig I can't do an Australian <laughs> accent so you're alone on that um, I did get an, a suggestion of doing a rough and tumble invitational tournament. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We'll get, uh, that's we'll a, that was get... pretty much my exact reaction. I <laughs> when did, you had it? Yeah, I did the one. Oh, well, oh, no, I didn't have the idea of myself. Somebody else gave it to me. We'll let Chris Carlino put it on for us. Yeah. And we'll just commentate. We'll take all the credit for it. What we should do is um, we'll, we'll put on the, the Rough and Tumble Invitational. We'll have Chris Carlino set it all up. Um, and then we'll just sit at a table and talk shit about how shitty all the grappling matches are. Yeah, flow <laughs> grappling got like like people tore them up about it what if really? we just what if we just did that but people knew ahead of time that's what we were yeah gonna do. like they knew going into it they're like we're gonna talk shit about you guys but we still love you we're gonna make fun of you the whole time yep. oh even I did, if you win i did have a beautiful idea though instead of doing adcc and boring shit like that we need to do a uh American live kennel club live stream of uh of a rough and no, pff, rough and get tumble. your head out of your ass rough and rowdy Rough and Rowdy. Have you watched Rough and Rowdies? Uh, I have no idea what that is. Oh, dude, I I tried so hard to take my friend that we don't talk about mm. to uh, a Rough and Rowdy for his bachelor party. Is it a, a? They have them around here. They have them like Virginia, Kentucky. Oh, I mean the lowest places you can think. Is of. it just like a Louisiana, uh, Shreveport? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they that's, that's God's country. They even have like they have like uh, comedians come on like Bill Burr. Mm. will be on as like a commentator is it just people fighting yeah and they set up these stupid matches where it's like black guy versus racist <laughs> cop versus skateboarder and it's like these people have no idea what they're doing it's just boxing matches oh that's awesome absolutely no clue what they're doing and the commentators are making fun of it the whole time like they're walking in and it's like look at this fucking idiot he's got like <laughs> socks and nikes on right now like what's he doing he's got basketball shorts on and then uh there was <laughs> There was a dude that like, it was incredible. He he looked like he was on meth at that moment. <laughs> and like he th- he was fighting, turned completely around, turned his back to the guy while the guy's punching at him. As this guy, as the other guy throws a haymaker, the dude turned around, just smiles and just ducks underneath it. <laughs> it was insane. I've never seen a move like it. 
And then uh, and then got fucking creamed after that. Do you remember the um, MMA fighter that shit his pants during the MMA? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's always been one of my biggest fears. My dude. dude, if I get knocked out, just drag me to the bathroom. <laughs> I was nervous when we uh, when I fought Eric at the Submission Hunter Pro. I had to shit really bad, yeah. and I kept having to go take a poop. And um, I was really concerned that that was going to happen. I have to pee before. It doesn't oh, matter how many times I pee. I'm walking out, and I'm like, God damn it. I was telling my buddy today. Um, or no, I told him yesterday about um, when you went to uh, take a shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I go, <laughs> I got to tell that story now. I go to the bathroom whenever I had that competition at Sub Hunter Pro, and they had this big open uh, event center. And we find. The, yeah, Agricultural Center was like a, a giant expo yeah, center. Big and open, very echoey. And uh, we had find the, we had found these private bathrooms off in the corner where there wasn't anybody going to. So I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to go in there get my pregame out of the way and i and uh i've got you know all the room and nobody's around to hear me <laughs> and i go in and i just ripped ass and as soon as i started somebody walked in the bathroom <laughs> and goes pee and then comes out i hear as soon as i started ripping ass i hear another guy that's waiting for the guy inside he's outside of the bathroom and just goes oh wait oh no <laughs> and then the guy that's in the bathroom comes out and goes Man, that guy's ripping some ass. <laughs> like, he's just making the noises. He's making sound effects for Meanwhile, me. <laughs> I'm in the stall, like, covering my head. Like, oh, my you're, God. You're trying to find a way to make your farts quieter. Hiding my <laughs> shoes so they don't recognize me later. My house shoes. I posted a picture on my Instagram that day of uh, me taking my pregame dump. <laughs> yeah. And Mark Miller came on, and all he said was, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very that's a very serious thing, the pregame poop. It is serious. and yeah, um, you got to do it. I don't understand um, why farts are so much louder when they're in an empty bathroom. <laughs> yeah, because it resonates. It resonates like it's like the the perfect scenario. And um, I, w this made me think of a time where the only time I've ever peed my pants. I was a kid, so it doesn't count. But um, so I used to be in special ed, and I don't know if we're allowed to say that. So that's why I'm allowed to say the word retard, and you're not because. <laughs> I was a retard. Were you really in special ed? Yes. Why? Because I was retarded. No, you're not. I was. You're I didn't not. say I am. <laughs> special ed fixed me. <laughs> I really was in special Riding ed. Riding the short bus cured you? No. Now you've got the wrong idea. The fact that we didn't have all it's that extra- It's people like you that give that give us a bad name. <laughs> it's the fact that we didn't have all that extra bus story about really made me <laughs> settle into myself. No. So it was when I was like in the third grade. Um, I used to have to go to special classes about with math because I sucked at math. Oh, yeah. I and, need to uh, go to those now. <laughs> and so I had to pee super bad. And I grew up in a really poor family. And so most of my food, most of my um, clothes were hand-me-downs from like cousins and stuff. And um, I don't know if you remember Rustler jeans, Rustlers. Mm -hmm. They were like Levi jeans, but tighter and mostly made of cardboard. <laughs> and so um, I was wearing these pair of Rustler jeans. And Rustler jeans, uh, if you don't know this, when you pee in a set of Rustler jeans and a pair of Rustlers. <laughs> they're not coming off. They're not coming off. Yeah, and on top of that, um, there's like some weird chemical reaction that happens in those. <laughs> and then like the whole pair of pants just gets tighter and smellier. And so... Um, I'm sitting in this computer class where they're teaching me how to do regular math because I saw you, I was doing retarded math before. <laughs> and um, and I, I remember the lesson was it was less than greater than. Yeah. And to this day, it's still the way that I remember less than greater than is because the alligator opens his mouth to the bigger number. Yeah. So that's greater than. Yeah. Right? Or Pac-Man. Nope. 
I don't know what school you went to, but uh, in the classes that I took, it was an alligator. Because you were in Louisiana. Because, yeah. That's the only thing that you guys could understand. I didn't even put that correlation <laughs> together. But I, I had to piss super bad. And I, um, I mean, you know, when in Louisiana, they didn't treat retarded people very good. And so <laughs> I was out in the swamp <laughs> with the alligators. I was afraid to ask the teacher to go to the bathroom. So my theory was I'll let a little bit out. It'll evaporate. Yeah. I'll let a little bit more out. <laughs> It'll evaporate. And I'm going to do this over the course of an hour. And then next thing you know, no more pee-pee. Well. You were retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been taking. <laughs> I should have been taking. Um, <laughs> you can see that my my science wasn't on point either. Oh, God. I was under the, like, if I had known that it took longer than. uh 30 seconds for pee to evaporate. I would never would have come up with this plan. <laughs> and so any guy out there will tell you that uh, when you've got a piss, I'm sure chicks can tell you the same thing, but like when you start going, you're not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went a little bit, like the first piece was on point. Like I was like, it was like the plan was going according to plan. So I let a little bit out and then I sucked it back in and I was like, this is going to be easy. And then, so like I put my hand down there, I'm like, fuck, it's still wet. I'll just wait a little bit longer. And I was like, fuck it's still wet and i was like all right well i'll just let a little bit more out and then it just never stopped yeah and i filled the entire chair and my pants up with piss good worst part good job <laughs> good Str for you strong stream and um so they sent me to the office and they were like well you need to call your mom and i was like i don't i don't know what my phone number is <laughs> and then because we didn't have cell phones and stuff so don't was, you know i'm in the special classes i don't know <laughs> i had to go there for math you think i've memorized my phone number they were like um well what are your what are your parents names and i was like mom dad <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i didn't know they had regular names <laughs> they just call me god damn they it. just call me god damn it yeah mitch pissed his pants again god damn it <laughs> <laughs> and so it turned into this huge debacle because i'm standing in the office with these pee pants on and they didn't now most schools have extra pants in case these things happen yeah um and then I'm there with the administrator and she's like, well, do you have any family here in this town? And I'm like, yeah, I've got cousins. Well, they had different last names than me uh -huh. and I didn't know that. So they're looking for halls in the phone book and calling them, oh, randomly no. calling other halls in the phone book. And uh, they're like, we don't. We don't have a kid like that. I don't know who that is. And they're like, well, he peed his pants. It was your parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't have a kid like that. A special one? No. They eventually got a hold of us, my mom or somebody, my, and then I got picked up or whatever. But, um, but yeah. And then I got in trouble for peeing my pants. That's bullshit. It was bullshit. You should never punish a Did you know I was a preschool teacher? For how long? For a long time, actually. About four years. What? Yeah. What made you quit? Uh, honestly, I was invested too much in it. I couldn't stand that they would hire just anybody. Yeah. You can be a high, you, you, the only requirement is a high school education. Mm. And so like, and there were these people who were, um, you know, like a, a girl's like, well, I have six kids. I can do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's how they get jobs at daycare. Doesn't mean you're too. good at it. You no. know? And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, one of my talents, I have a couple of talents where you're just like, why, why do you have that as kids? Did I just like, I can I can make a kid do whatever I want to. I'm like <laughs> context, context, uh, context. <laughs> no, like they listen to me, then they respond to me, and like I'm just really good with kids. I don't know why. Probably because I am one. But that's most likely. That I get along great with kids too, and it's not just because I have six kids, which I really do have six kids. Yeah. Um, that's not why. Um, it's 
kids are just easier to deal with. Yeah. Like it's, it's so easy to make them laugh mm-hmm. and kind of you can use really weird manipulation techniques to get them to behave and do things you want. Whereas adults, you have to spend a lot of time explaining your plan to them to get them to buy in. Yeah. With kids, you just have to say, I'll give you a piece of candy. Yeah. Or make it a game. Make it a game. Yeah. Again, context. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's now kids have always been just like one of my fortes. I'm really good with kids. Anyways, uh, one of the things that you're not supposed to do with children when you're potty training them is punish them for having an accident because then you're going to think next time you have to go to the bathroom, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, you're going to get so stressed out about yeah. it. You're going to hold it in and then you're going to end up having an accident anyways. Yep. Agree. Total, I totally agree, man. Yeah. Um, so th- for those of you that need parenting advice... <laughs> I think the reason I got in trouble was because I was still peeing my pants in third grade. Oh, yeah, I did. Which uh, <laughs> I like wet the bed till I was like 13. I didn't. 13. You know, they say serial killers. That's a that's a um, a trait of serial killers is yeah. late bedwetting. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's other pieces that go into that, too. But um, yeah, I only I only like hung a couple cats in my backyard. And I think there's a statute. Cut their, cut their like belly out. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> my friend was telling the story about his daughter. And, but all he said was, I have a 15 year old and they're hard to deal with. <laughs> and I was just like, is she your daughter? And he's like, well, yeah, of course. I was like, look, man, I'm not trying to tell you. I'm not you judging. just said you had a 15 year old. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is it in your basement? There's like sex trafficking in Little <laughs> like, Rock going on right now. <laughs> are you looking to sell it? Yes. <laughs> like, what, is you, what are you doing here? <laughs> what if you, I have a 15 year old and they're hard to deal with. A thousand dollars, I'll take that off your hands. <laughs> some, some dude walks up and is like, uh, "How much you want for it?" I heard it? you talking about that fifteen-year-old. <laughs> Word in the street is you have a fifteen-year-old. Um, sex trafficking is not funny. It's not funny. But but how can we how can we really progress if we can't learn to laugh about it? That's true. Do you think that uh, that South Park has a theory that anything is okay to make fun of after ten years? I I could well. So I don't know because. It, they have an episode specifically where they waited ten years, ten to, years to make fun of nine eleven. I've got to look. I've got to watch that. And I think they did it like a couple months early, but mm. they did it to get rid of uh, Snooky <laughs> and like their Jersey Shore or something like That's that. That's hilarious. They got Obama to or Obama Osama bin Laden to. You know, speaking the Republicans of- would be happy now. Hear me. <laughs> Calling Osama bin Laden Obama. Oh boy! Mix that one up. Whoops! Freudian slip. I. I so something you talked about, is it okay to talk about something uh, or make fun of something that 10 years later or whatever, even if it was traumatic, it always made me think about the fact that, you know, when we talk about Genghis Khan, mm-hmm. we what do we talk about? We talk about how he was an incredible military tacticianist. And like everybody's related to him. And everybody's it's related like to the him. number one fact about Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like a great military mind. Yeah. You know, he was a phenomenal warrior. You know, he also decimated like half the world's population like he was a piece of shit I've he heard, was a terrible I've heard person different stories about that i've heard that i've also read that he would um a lot of them he would give a chance like he would which is still terrible one, well one of the reasons that he was able to create such a massive army was the places that he captured he then he would give into, them a yeah well the persian did that too yeah um i don't know if that's a better life or not but at least you got to live yeah but my point is is that when we think of Adolf Hitler, right, it's still too soon. But yeah. there will come a time when they will teach about Adolf Hitler and they will, in the same sentence that they refer to a phenomenal public speaker, Order, yeah, um, 
um, military tactician. The dude took over half of Europe, like almost half the world. Be careful with this conversation. So I, I, have, a, I have a funny, not a funny story, but I have a, I have a friend, and I'm not going to mention any names, but they were on a TV show, a reality TV show. I'm not even going to go that deep because I would tell you who I'm talking about. Uh -huh. They were on a reality TV show, a really big one. Um, it was a game show, and he made a couple jokes during the TV show. Um, well, it's a it's something that people are able to watch 24 hours. Mm. So jokes that you and I would make, even jokes that you and I make on the podcast on live television are completely unacceptable. Right. Because you have these fucking weirdos mm -hmm. that watch, and he had made, they were having a conversation. When you're locked in these places for 24 hours for three months at a time, you have yeah. a lot of fucking conversations. They were having the conversation of great speakers. Mm -hmm. He brought up, you know, his, his, the shitty things that he's done. Hitler was a great orator. He's a great speaker. That's how he was able to do all the exactly. shitty things that he did. So then anytime you Google this person's name now, it comes up that he's a neo-Nazi. See, that's so fucked up. You know, and the thing is, is that I get irritated by the whole neo-Nazi thing because um, that it's weird when you have people who are praising an individual who would have no doubt also murdered them and their families. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're giving, they're giving this sense of, of respect to an individual who if given the opportunity would have killed them as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, but no, to clarify, I do not support any of the atrocious <laughs> yeah. things that um, it's stupid that we have to say stuff like that. It though. is stupid that we have to because say stuff like, like that because you, it should be obvious that that's not what I was referring to. And here's what the problem, here's the number, the number one problem with it is like when you, so the reason that that comes up on the internet is because somebody wrote a blog about it. Mm hmm saying that so-and-so said this, this and this happened, and because they want more clicks, right. they title it a certain way. And you're not they're not realizing that they're legitimately fucking these people's lives 100%. up. 100%. He couldn't get a job for three years after that and had to create his own business in order to survive because of that. Because anytime somebody heard his name or found out that he was on this TV show, what's the first thing that you're going to do when you hire somebody? You Google them. Yeah, of course. And so, what are the first things that come up on under his under his Google name? He's a Nazi. Just, yeah, horrible, horrible that things. That's not true about the person. Yeah, only because he was being funny. He was talking with his friends and like what, doing man, that you, stuff. You build a thousand bridges. Yeah, and you fuck one goat. It's this woke culture. Yeah, I know, it dude. Is. It's um, it's super unfortunate. And like you said, it is fucked up that nothing that I said a second ago would even hint that I supported anything. Right, but. The wrong person, it, or at the wrong time. Hearing all it that. takes is like somebody yeah. trying to do the right thing and giving us exposure. Write oh, a blog yeah. about it. Mitch said this about. Yeah, Nazis. he said that he was a great public speaker. Well, you yeah. know what? He fucking was. Yeah, he was. That doesn't mean that I support the fact that he murdered yeah. hundreds of thousands of people, right? Um, but you know, from a military perspective, you have to give some. I mean, Napoleon Bonaparte was a piece of shit too. Yeah, you have to learn things from those people. Yes, that's and the point. The, yeah. The, or else history repeats to. itself. And mm -hmm. that's when you get guys like Kim Jong-un. I was Jong -un. just about to say that and I didn't want to be okay. cliche. That's exactly what it is. I mean, yeah. you know, we're look at, look at Iran right now, uh, North Korea, which is somewhat <clears throat> coming Look at on. us. Look at us. <laughs> yeah. You know, like all that shit's happening again, yeah. you know, and it's going to come full it's circle at some point. Different order. That's it. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, we are, oh, we're right at two hours. Beautiful. About time to wrap this up. This is a longer episode than our last one. Our last one was only an hour. And I don't think I'll have to edit this one either. I hope not. Because we are getting better at this. It's time for us to start looking for 
Sponsors. That's not what I was going to say, but yes. <laughs> sponsors as well. More money, baby. We should probably ask, talk about that. We have sponsorship opportunities. On the table. On the table. They're out there. If anyone is interested in sponsoring an episode. We would love. Let us know. We would love to do that. And we have reasonable rates. And be creative about however we can yeah. shout you out. We would make a commercial for you. Mm-hmm. And you would get to hear us talk about it on the show. Johnny and I don't make a dime off that. Well, I don't make any money off this podcast. I don't know about Johnny. I don't make any yet. There's no money. Even even if we did start making money, we've always made an agreement that the podcast gets the money yeah. so that we can provide more and more content. Don't get me wrong. It'd be awesome yeah, for us to be able to make money doing this because Mitch has a drive here and um, I need a new car. I almost got a VW Bug this weekend. You should have gotten a VW. Dude, what awesome. your model? Like, like the new ones. Okay, so like it wasn't it like, like a sorority a, girl. It wasn't. Uh, the old ones would be cool. Ted Bundy style. Yeah, the new ones I'd look like a sorority girl. Like <laughs> my girlfriend's car. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, so keep, keep, uh, pushing that Patreon, keep subscribing to there and we're going to keep pushing some legitimate techniques. I posted some techniques that I don't feel. I Mine was technique. legitimate. Well, that's debatable. Mine um, was... it's never worked on me before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, yeah, Mitch's was legitimate. Mine wasn't. You can guess what it was. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we'll be put we'll be posting more stuff that's legitimate techniques and, and uh, some just different random stuff. Pretty much anything creative we do, we want to throw out there. We're coming up with possible <laughs> skit ideas as well. You know, and for what people don't realize is um, Johnny and I both look for creative outlets, um, you know, whether it be music or, and you can tell by listening to the podcast. I mean, we talk about music, we talk about art, we talk about dicks, we talk about martial arts. You know, those are all things that we're all, we're both really, really interested in. Really and, passionate about um, Super dicks. passionate about them dukes. D U C K. Yeah. That spells duck. I was trying to I was trying to spell duke. Did you just autocorrect yourself? I did. <laughs> All this ducking stuff going on around my life. <laughs> ducking autocorrect. Ducking autocorrect. The um but the skit thing, the skit ideas, um, hopefully we can start providing those to Patreon as well. Yeah. Johnny and I really only give a shit about making each other laugh. And it turns out other people think it's funny too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, the the thing that's funny though is uh, I don't know what I was gonna say. There's nothing that's funny. No. It's not funny anymore. We're not funny. We actually have lost all the our our Patreon. We want you to be on there. That got super dark for a second. <laughs> I, got, I was like gazing off into. This. I felt like that was the part where Johnny Sorry. starts to give up on life. I got depressed that I lost my train of thought again. <laughs> I was getting down on myself. <laughs> Everybody witnessed that moment where Johnny decided to take his own life. <laughs> and he's just and his name is John <laughs> That's that's Dude. how we, we're gonna recover from any dull moment. Is that was so happen. funny. Like I've never heard that happen in real life where like you're like, oh, sorry guys, I'm back. I just I went to a dark place for a second. <laughs> into a deep depression in about ten seconds. You're just like, no, it's not funny. Nothing's funny anymore. Actually, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what just happened? Patreon. Uh, our Patreon <laughs> content on there. We're gonna put out more. <laughs> Instagram. We want, or maybe we won't. I don't know. Johnny's gonna be here next fuck weekend. It, I don't even care. I don't anymore. even like. Now I gotta start doing buddy checks on Johnny. I do. Okay, I did have a. I did have a reason. I did. I, I caught my train of thought again. Um, 
We're we're working on T-shirts. Yeah, we are. We have two two issues. If anybody knows how to get a cheap tax ID legally, let us know. Yeah, because we've been looking into two hundred and something it. dollars. Yeah. Fuck you, IRS. The the only way we can figure out how to do it is if we get like an LLC, which is going to cost us two hundred and seventy seven dollars. Which we don't want to do. No. So if anybody out there knows how to get a tax ID number, because we want, like you, like you said, we want to start selling merchandise. We have, we want to sell merchandise online. Online. We'd which, like to have a store for you to purchase. Yes. Stuff. So to make that legitimate and make it legal, um, we have to have a tax ID number so that we can actually do taxes and stuff. So, um, which I never thought that we were going to start a podcast and start doing taxes. Oh, I know. That's um, crazy. Well. I just don't do taxes. You know, we talked about this uh, on the last episode, speaking of taxes, where we're like, if you would you suck a dick for a million dollars if it was mm-hmm. tax-free? Yeah. And then we... <laughs> I still want to know where all these dudes are that are asking people to suck their dick for a million dollars. Me too. Where like, are they? Where are they at? Like, <laughs> I need a phone number and an address. Like, We've all said... Where yeah. are they? <laughs> Maybe you could do like a geocache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just houses of dudes who are willing to give you a million dollars to suck their dicks. <laughs> you just walk down the street. Oh, that'd be the longest them. day of my life. Just waiting for that million dollars to show up. Dude, if they did a geocache where, um, where it was just gps locations to people's houses that would give you a million dollars to suck their dicks i'd put in a solid 12-hour day (laughs) (laughs) you're like i wouldn't even clock out i would just i would just put it in i mean you figure think about it after once you suck one guy's dick you're a millionaire yeah and then you suck another dick basically sucking dicks for my whole life and haven't gotten (laughs) any fucking money (laughs) if you suck two dicks you're a multi-millionaire you could become a billionaire (laughs) If you played your cards right, yeah. <laughs> what you have to suck nine hundred ninety nine dicks though. I think is that, would, is that the correct math? Nine hundred ninety nine yeah, million. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to, and then you'd get you that that one dick would put you into the billionaire yeah, status. A thousand, a thousand dicks. There's somebody out there that's done it. Th- that sucked a thousand dicks. Yeah, there's porn stars for sure that have done Can it. Can you imagine? That's so many dicks. Didn't that one guy get? I don't know, Johnny. Any, oh. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know that there was a guy in Washington that died because uh, he let a horse fuck him in the ass. Oh, yeah. I've heard about and that. And it destroyed his internal organs. There was an actor, the guy from- um, Good for him, though. There was a- Who was the guy that was in uh, the the White House TV show, The West Wing? Mm-hmm. Michael Douglas? Yes. Maybe? Yes. I think he got like throat cancer because he like going mm-hmm. down on girls too much or something. Mm-hmm. That's not true. No, they can't be right. <laughs> they can't be right. No, it totally. Is. <laughs> that's what happened. He he enjoyed the vagine too much. And that's so funny. He, he got throat cancer. Well, you know what they say: uh, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. <laughs> what if you got throat cancer from sucking dick? Oh well, it's an occupational you're hazard. A bil- you're a billionaire, so yeah. Whatever. I prefer to call it dong huffing. The best dong huffing. The best part about that is that like, you'd have to make a celebration because. When you're one dick away from being a billionaire, like that's a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. You'd have to have like a countdown. You'd have to countdown to it. Yeah. This is, yeah. And you'd post it on daily <laughs> on your Instagram. <laughs> Two more days till I'm a billionaire, guys. <laughs> if you ever just see that on my <laughs> on my Instagram you know stories, you know what's happening. <laughs> or Johnny's now taking a black and white photo sitting over a horse trough naked. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> With his diggly bits almost touching the water. I, I'm kind of mad at myself that I never saved those photos, but I had to get it off my I'm phone. I'm kind of mad that you didn't uh, 
at least show up to the guy's house to see what he had I was, to say. I was like afraid that those pictures were going to haunt me and like follow me. Somehow he was going to track me. Just like your buddy about the neo-Nazi thing. You'd never be able to get a job. Yeah. They would Google you and it would just be you with... <laughs> just be horse trough penis. <laughs> oh, that water better be deep. So our Patreon <laughs> uh, and then our iTunes, we need to... Uh, we we just our last two episodes were the first ones that were released on iTunes, um, so we need a lot of listens on there and some reviews and rates. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really big. I know that helps us kind of go move up in the rankings on iTunes. And uh, I haven't actually. I tried to review and rate it, but I haven't figured out how to be able to do that. I just clicked on review. Did, did you do it on your computer? No, I did it on my phone. See, I've been trying to do that on my phone. You're gonna have to show me later. Yeah, it's re- it's really easy. Um, Through the podcast app. No, I went, I went to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I went through the iTunes pot. Yeah. Yeah. That purple icon. Yeah. See, I've been trying to do it through there and I can't. Just click on it. I'll show you later. (laughs) Just click it. That's all we got to do. Just got to click on it. And then, um, it, then it'll ask you what you want your nickname to be. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. So what I put, if you, uh, if you don't know how to do it, message Mitch and he'll walk you through it. I'll walk you through it for a nominal fee. For a nominal fee. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google play, YouTube, and Spotify. Like we said, uh, before, please follow us on Instagram. Like we said, we got a hundred followers. We need to keep that. We need I'd to like those numbers. Going. Now our new goal is two hundred followers. Two hundred followers. Let's go. I got to post more content on there though. Mm. I'm kind of bad about that. Um, so you guys, if I don't post anything, start sending me messages yelling at me. I'm still trying to learn how to use Instagram. Yeah, like you, I, I, you taught me something on Wednesday whenever you were showing me like how to put those um little stickers little on. stickers on there i didn't know how to do mm-hmm. that <laughs> did you know that you're still signed into the rough and tumble google and i see your search history and youtube <laughs> history whenever i sign do you really yeah well you saw where i looked up Corrado. <laughs> yeah we well i did too on our on our thing but then uh, i forget that i'm signed into it all the time too <laughs> and then uh i see like all this dumb military shit <laughs> it's <laughs> true look the, the best way to fire your ar-15 <laughs> Right up your butthole. <laughs> and that's where Johnny and I are different. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't even know if what I said is a real I got to sign out of that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about how you could see the my porn searches. No, I'm Thank not that brave. God. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not that brave. Um. Anyway, so that wraps it for episode six. Let us know uh, your thoughts and feelings uh, just in general in life. <laughs> We love everybody that supported us. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you on uh, the next episode. Bye.